106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. my family support Trump? There's actually a lot of reasons. One of them is because we immigrated to America obviously looking for a better life for that American dream and Trump is keeping America the American dream that a lot of us immigrants come looking for. Of course coming to another country we're going to obey and respect all of the laws which are things that our Mexican government doesn't have which is why a lot of our people just get used to getting away with a lot of shit which is why it's so important to document everybody that comes in. Because if Mexico doesn't want their own criminals, why do we want them here in America just to turn this place into the shithole that Mexico is? I'm sorry, but I love Mexico. It's a beautiful country. It's, I love my culture and my people, but I hate the fucking government. Hairstylists and other small business owners in San Francisco and elsewhere are doing what they need to do to survive. The point of releasing this video was and is if a woman in a high risk age group who spends much of her time on TV warning about the dangers of COVID-19 feels safe and comfortable in, San, in a San Francisco salon and can be responsible for being cautious and mindful, why can't the rest of San Francisco and the rest of America do that too? I don't owe anyone an apology. Mrs. Pelosi owes the entire country an apology. If American, sorry guys, if American goes, sorry, if America goes in front of Congress and lies, they go to jail. But apparently, when the most powerful woman in the world lies to America, we owe her an apology. I remember telling you people when white people get fed up, they go fight back. And when they fight back, it won't be pretty. You don't want to call them racist and want to call them every name on the God's green earth. That kid in Kenosha is just the start. They're going to get fed up. And when they get fed up, they outnumber you. Do not forget that it was people like this that stood up to the British. And they had an army. And these were just villagers who were fed up. You can only push the American people around so much, BLM. I would not like to be you in a couple of months if you keep this crap up. Ooh, it's gonna be bad. You think a blown bicep with a bullet is bad. You think one person shot in the stomach is bad. You think losing your cap is bad. Wait until every last one of you gets put down. I'm just going to sit on the sidelines with my popcorn and watch. I might join in, but I will definitely be watching. <clears throat> I might even put on let the bodies hit the floor because this is going to be good. We tried to warn you. Do not push the American around. True patriots will stand up. And when they stand up, you go down. The British learned the hard way, and I guess y'all stubborn morons need to learn the same way. You step on the wrong porch with this, raise your fist for BLM. Oh, he gonna raise something. 
he will be raising something to you. Yes, sounds like pew pew. And you'll be getting more than a few few. Yet you want to defund police officers. That makes entirely no sense. You cannot defund the people that are actually protecting black people. Black people need more policing in their neighborhoods, not less of it. And by the way, in those neighborhoods, there are black police officers that are dying because it tends to be that police officers look like the neighborhoods that they're policing. So you are actually saying on a platform for more black men to die, for taxes to be raised, right? For a man that has a very atrocious race record to be put into office, who looked at you the entire time like he was confused when you were talking because he knew that you were nothing but a puppet for him to be able to get a platform. That's it, you're a puppet, they use you, okay? And you want to sit here and talk about Trump using me? Or, or, or like, what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Using me for what? I don't work for the RNC. I don't get paid by the Trump campaign. I say what I believe. You don't know what to do when you're looking at a black woman that's free. That's what your problem is. I am telling you who I support, and I'm educated. And I'm challenging you to become educated. I'm challenging you to sit down with black conservatives, okay, and have a meaningful conversation and a dialogue about what you actually want and to actually try to understand the economics behind what you want and to try to understand why it is you're actually supporting a man that does not care about black lives and never has and has been in office for decades and hasn't changed anything and you're blaming Trump? It makes no sense. You hate Trump because they told you to hate Trump. You gave me no valid reasons for hating Trump. Not a single one, not even one valid reason for why you hate Trump. You just think you're supposed to because you're a puppet. That's what happens when you get big. Look, Cardi, I enjoyed you a lot on Love & Hip Hop. I thought you were hilarious. Second I first saw you on TV, I said to my cousin, she's gonna be a star. She has that it factor. She's very funny, you know, she's confident and she says ridiculous things. I think you belong on TV. I don't believe you belong in the realm of, realm of politics unless you're willing to get serious about it. In conclusion, tonight I was just signing books and I'm gonna send you one because you need one. You need to learn, you need to black out, you need to blexit. You need to learn about the real history of the Democrat Party. See that subtitle, how black America can make, it, make its second escape from a Democrat plantation. You wanna know why it says second, Cardi, and not first? Because we were enslaved by Democrats, not Republicans, okay? We were enslaved by Democrats, not Republicans. So I'm gonna sign you a copy, get in touch with my agent, and get in touch with your agent, I'm gonna send it to your house, okay? How's that for WAP, okay? Bye. Okay, I never thought we were going to get this going today. Just one thing after another is getting in the way. We're in here in the middle of the night, and it's snowing ash in in uh, Northern California. All, all week I've been thinking it's like uh, cremating your loved ones and then dumping the ash over your head. Liberals who have been whining and carping about creatures and spotted owls and all kinds of flora and fauna and how we just needed to get off the earth and let it all rewild and love each other. And now when I stand outside, I have 
dust from burn-up lizards and snakes, rats, deer, birds, worms dropping all over my face. All the trees brush millions and millions and millions and millions of trees and and bushes and brush. Every kind of insect, tons of animals fried. And the urn is being dumped all over the Sacramento Valley, and that's me. It's literally like dust. If you're not here in California... The ash is so thick, it smells literally like you have your head in your fireplace. And the the ash is accumulating in the gutters in small piles, like a drift, just like a snow drift, but smaller. You can close your windows completely, and it still gets through my double-hung windows. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable to be under the tutelage, the management, the leadership and the policies of the liberals is like being led by mentally ill people. In the name of saving a spotted owl, they shut down the entire timber industry in southern Oregon and northern California. And now the entire forest burns because they wouldn't allow foresters to properly manage the forest by cutting out undergrowth and cutting out dead trees and thinning trees so they weren't overpopulated and causing disease. So when a fire does start, you can't stop it. There's too much there's too much uh, material to burn. There's too much fuel for the fire. Foresters had this figured out without computers in the late 17 and 1800s. They farmed the forest. They harvested things out of the forest, trees out of the forest, cut the brush down. And if if lightning struck, it was no big deal because it didn't catch the whole forest on fire. It wouldn't go anywhere. But... Ignorant, just like Black Lives Matter people that and Antifa people that are tearing down statues to heroes, none of which were perfect people, but which, which were brave people who brought this country to where it is today. And these uh, people out on the streets couldn't pass a basic fifth grade history test, and yet they're tearing down our historical icons. And at the same time, the entire state is on fire. We have half the water that we need. We don't have the power that we need. And here we sit. So tonight, uh, we are broadcasting the, uh, or putting together the episode number 76 of No Hostages Radio. And uh, it will be on the uh, web on September 12th, Saturday. Thank you for listening. We shall be here a little over, probably about two and a half hours when you add in all the clips between my breaks. I do six segments. I, I may have read this before. It sounds kind of familiar, but it was so good 
well, let me give you this other deal, and then I'll then I'll give you this. It was so good that uh, my friend, who I just met here recently, he lives in the town I live, and he always wants to get on Zoom with me, and I never have time to get on Zoom, and I have a heck of a time. In fact, this week I was supposed to be on Zoom with a Trauma Intervention National Conference, and I could not get – I need a Zoom expert to help me figure this out. Sometimes I can get on, sometimes I cannot. So let me just uh, tell you this – a little ditty that someone sent to me. One day he says a local rancher driving down a country road. Uh, this is in Texas. And he says a local rancher driving down a country road noticed a man using his hand to drink water from the rancher's stock pond. The rancher rolled down his window and shouted in German, Uh, hold on. Okay, hold on. I left out a part. Let me give you this from the be beginning. There's there's a, a community in in Texas. A lot of them are Germans. So it's called New Braunfels. And so they speak German down there in this one little area. So, like I said, the rancher sees this guy drinking out of his stock pond. He's down on his knees and with one hand. And the rancher rolled down the window and shouted in German, which I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Just trust me. I'll do it in English. Glad to meet you there. Don't drink the water. The cows have shit in it. <laughs> I don't laugh too often, but sometimes these things just just too much for me. The man shouted back. The guy was drinking out of the water with one hand, right? I'm from New York, just down here campaigning for Biden's presidential run. I can't understand you. Please speak in English. The rancher replied, use both hands. <laughs> Go for those Germans down there. All right. My friend sent this to me. He used to work on top secret high performance aircraft that would fly around the world called the SR-71. He sent me this uh Writing, which I, I thought was great, uh, he said, it's not my words, but how true. This morning, I realized that everything is about to change. No matter how I vote, no matter what I say, something lives, something, uh, some lives are never going to be the same. I have been confused by the hostility of family and friends. I look at people I have known all my life. Man, I, f I feel this, this right here. I look at people I have known all my life. So hate-filled that they agree with opinions that they would never express as their own. I think that I may well have entered the twilight zone. You have to have a few years on you to know what that even means. You can't justify this insanity. We've become a nation that has lost its collective mind. We have, we have, we have. We see other countries going socialist and collapsing, but it seems like a great plan to us. Somehow it's un-American for the census to count how many Americans live in America. But who, but who say there is no such thing as gender? But sorry, people who say there's no such thing as gender are demanding a female president. Universities that advocate equality discriminate against Asian Americans in favor of African Americans. 
Some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born. And others are not held responsible for what they are doing right now. Criminals are caught and released to hurt more people, but stopping them is bad because it's a violation of their rights. People who have never owned slaves should pay slavery reparations to people who have never been slaves. If a dude pretends to be a woman, you're required to pretend with him. It was cool for Joe Biden to blackmail the president of Ukraine, but it's an impeachable offense if President Donald Trump inquires about that. People who have never been to college should pay the debts of college students who took out huge loans for their degrees. Immigrants with tuberculosis and polio are welcome, but you better be able to prove your dog is vaccinated. Irish doctors and German engineers who want to immigrate to the U.S. must go through a rigorous vetting process, but any illiterate gangbanger who jumps the southern fence is welcome. $5 billion for border security is too expensive, but $1.5 trillion for free health care is not. If you cheat to get into college, you go to prison. But if you cheat to get into the country, you go to college for free. And pointing out all the hypocrisy somehow makes us racist. Nothing makes sense anymore. No values, no morals, no civility. And people are dying of Chinese viruses. But it's racist to refer to it as a Chinese, even though it began right there in China. We are clearly living in an upside-down world where right is wrong and wrong is right, where moral is immoral and immoral is moral, where good is evil and evil is good, where killing murderers is wrong, but killing innocent babies is right. Wake up, America. The great unsinkable ship Titanic uh, was hit, has hit an iceberg is taking on water and is sinking fast. The choice is yours to make. What will it be? Time is short. Make your choice wisely. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm just checking my phone here. There's some stuff going on. I got to kind of monitor while I do this show tonight. There's lots of stuff. We got all these fires uh, going crazy in the foothills. I'm running this trauma intervention program. We're out on a, on a, uh, some kind of act of violence where somebody just got killed and uh, we're monitoring, we're running all over out there. Literally, when you go outside here, it looks like fog. It looks like fog right now. California, the entire state, is on fire. Sometimes as a Christian, I wonder if we're just simply on, under judgment and this is something we're just all going to have to go through together. Pretty interesting stuff right here. I'm just looking down here. I wanted to do some fun stuff here at the first. And uh, let's see what I want to talk. Oh, I want to mention a couple things. First of all, uh, let me switch screens here and get over to, here we go. I want to mention two events that are coming up this coming week that if you're in California, Northern California, you, you, you shouldn't miss either one of them. If you don't decide to do something different with your life right now, the, the state of California is going to remain ex the same or get worse. 
So if you're a conservative type of person or you're a, maybe you're a Democrat in this situation, maybe you thought, oh, this I, I'm a liberal, I'm a Democrat, I believe this, I believe that, da, da, da. But this situation is now just starting to scare the hell out of you. I want to suggest to you that you do something really different. Uh, you recall the governor. You come to a constitutional law group meeting this coming week on Wednesday in Yuba City. And a few days later on Saturday, you come to hear Dinesh D'Souza speak at the same location to raise money for a good candidate, a very good candidate by the name of Tamika Hamilton, who um, is a conservative candidate against John Garamendi, who is just as liberal as you can get, and he's almost 100 years old. They got some young guy photo. They took a photo of a young version of Garamendi and have him on his post on his posters around town. You know, you can't believe anything. In fact, I just saw where Bob Woodward, you know, it's interesting. I was alive when Bob Woodward and his partner Bernstein wrote the book um, about Watergate. I don't think they've done anything since. They've, they've made an entire, well, they've become wealthy off just Watergate, talking about it, writing about it, being asked questions about it, being interviewed about it, writing more articles about it, talk, 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 talk. You'd think just, just taking down one conservative president made you a wealthy guy. And so now he's smearing you know, it's interesting. When you see people write things or say things that they know are wrong and all they're doing it for is to deceive people, who's worse? The people that are actually doing it are the criminal types. It's unbelievable. Just to smear someone, whether you say that Trump was with Russian whores or that he was trying to destroy the very country he was trying to make great again. He's trying to destroy it. He's afraid of Putin. He wants to kill Putin. He wants to destroy North Korea. No, he's just a patsy. It's amazing to me how dense people are that they just believe all this foolishness from days before he became president to today it's just it's just a constant stream it's a fire hose of dishonesty lies smears undermining slander libel unbelievable unbelievable but that's the that's the world we live in nowadays you can't just make believe and think you live in a different world we live in a world that is totally immoral Somehow, as Christians, you know, we think we can avoid judgment. I don't know that we can now. I just think it's too gnarly out there. Killing millions of babies a year and selling their body parts and using their stem cells. In fact, they're using their cells of babies in these vaccines. Did you know that? And they're going to force you to take them. Unbelievable. Well, let me tell you about these two events. So it's it's 
fascinating to me that all these businesses, I feel really bad for businesses, small businesses that have totally been ripped off by our politicians. Don't blame it on Newsom. We can look right across the street at your neighbor who's a supervisor city council, and that's who you can blame right there because we could have put up a resistance and fought the whole thing. Oh, but they're not going to give us any money. Hey, screw the money. I'd rather have freedom. I'd rather have potholes. Tell, tell Sacramento to shove the money up their butt. There's other ways to get money. I want politicians that are honest. Have some backbone. Who wants a politician that will sell the businesses down the river? Tell people, here's a hypocrisy. Every one of our politicians on both sides of the river, as we say here, both counties, supervised and city council, all getting paid. They have jobs. And they vote to shut down the, to tell everybody to go home. They can't work. Unbelievable. And, and you know how, it, it happened, what, in February or March? And we're still at it. And then you ask people, well, have you signed up to recall the governor? Well, well, oh, well where, do, where do you do that? Oh, what do you th- really think we should do? You think it'll work? You think we should do that? Come to a, we, we had a deal at Glad Tidings. We brought a constitutional attorney from Florida as a courtesy for free. We paid for it. Oh, well, I don't like glad tidings. Oh, yeah, you'll take stuff when it's free. So will the government. We provided the government with masks. <laughs> they didn't have any damn masks. We provided the government. Oh, well, I don't think, I think they're a cult out there. Bring a constitutional attorney from Florida that, honestly, the, the local leaders. Uh, they were afraid to come and sit in their presence. If she had asked them a question, they would have peed their pants. Most of them just passed because they don't even know the damn Constitution. And the rest of them don't follow it. We So when we had a night for business people, there was hardly any business people. I thought, man, if the government told me to shut down and I didn't have the balls to keep my business open and I didn't have the money to hire an attorney, I'd have been out there, talk to that constitutional attorney and get some free advice. But sometimes you think, well, maybe these small businesses should close if they don't want to fight for anything. You know, if you, that was a difference that I liked about our founding fathers. There was enough of them. They didn't all, some of them were traitors, but a lot of them just thought, Hey, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. If I die, I die. I'm going to fight this. You know, I'm going to fight. Where's the fight out there? So we got an opportunity here this week to have constitutional presentation again. But we're at a break. I'm just taking a quick break here. I'm going to take a swig of water and come right back. You'll get a few minutes of uh, good good uh, information that better than I could give you, and then we'll start again one more time. All right. Hold tight. But that ain't nothing like Billy Man. Cause all I want to do is have some fun I gotta be there I'm not the only one Said all I want to do is have some fun I gotta be there I'm not the only one Said all I want to do 
Over the last three and a half years, we've secured America's borders, fixed our broken trade deals, rebuilt the U.S. military, obliterated 100% of the ISIS caliphate, and killed the two worst terrorists in the world, secured American energy independence, built the greatest economy in the history of our world. And now we're doing it again because the plague came in from China. And we're doing it again. And you see how good the numbers are. They're record-setting. Biden will never be able to protect your jobs, your family. He wants to raise your taxes. And he's a puppet of the socialists and Marxists and the cop-hating extremists. For the entire summer, Biden was silent as far-left rioters viciously attack law enforcement in Democrat-run cities all, burned down businesses, terrorized civilians, and just recently marched through the streets chanting death to America. These are people that are supporters of Biden. Well, Willie, we might get in trouble for this one, but, well, mostly me. All right, so they said it was only 15 days to flatten the curve and slow the spread. That feels like they said that about 17 years ago. Wash your hands, wear a mask, socially distance, stay six feet apart at all times, follow the directions of your state and local authorities, stay home if you feel sick, put your kids in the plastic cages, wear goggles, put on a dorky face shield like a dentist picking teeth, and if you're old, don't fight it, just walk into the light since apparently half of America just wants to use their liberty to kill granny. Now, if you're fat and you smoke and you spent 25 years addicted to cheeseburgers and late-night freezer burritos, and this baby flu has your number and the Reaper is well on his way. Not only did we flatten the curve for most reasonably healthy Americans, which is an oxymoron, but we've shown that the curve was a 0.5 mortal speed bump that only caused damage if you hit it with a triglyceride level of 400 and smoked two packs a day for 78 years. Slow it down, Sparky. Now, if I woke up this morning and the Weather Channel told me there was a 0.4% chance of rain, I would not take my umbrella that day. If a bridge had a 99.6% chance of surviving and staying up while I walked across it, I probably wouldn't swim the river, but I digress. Corona, it lives in the bars, the live entertainment venues, the theaters, the funerals, the weddings, the churches, the restaurants after 10 p.m. and Table 3, which has sat vacant for six months. It knows when you've been drinking. It knows when you eat food. It knows if you you're going to the bathroom. It knows if you've been bad or good, so be good and wash your hands for goodness sake. But what do we do? If I wear my mask, I shouldn't have to socially distance. In fact, the official state that we should even wear a mask during intercourse. Warren Wilhelm de Blasio even said, tried to suggest that we have sex through the plexiglass. That's why we know New York City is one big glory hole at this point. But wear your mask, folks. It's not for you, it's for them. That's right, a virus that was created to destroy the world can be tamed with a simple cotton cloth, a bandana, or a pocket full of posies. I'd like to think we've progressed in intelligence since the Black Death, but apparently not. Wear your damn mask. <laughs> I don't know why, but just put on your government-mandated mouth muzzle and be a good little grazdanka. And for God's sake, stay six feet away from me just in case the mask doesn't work. Of course, Corona only travels five foot 11 inches at a time and it can't exist in the spacious no man's land between me and thee in the grocery store express lane. Add a good hand washing and the heavens are gonna part and you're gonna hear a voice saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Put on your goggles and those Americans out there that worship at the brand new altar of safetyism will air high five you while having a full blown alarm, five alarm fauchigasm. I got your attention, didn't it? 
Make sure you go into a restaurant that you that you take you don't take your mask off until there's food or beverage sitting in front of you. But since you're an infidel that chose to eat and drink in public at the risk of killing Popo, then you probably deserve to have one of them Coronas jump off into your mouth on, from the menu when your face exposed to take your first bite. I'm so ashamed of your selfishness, folks. I wear my mask when I walk to the restaurant bathroom because that's when I'm most likely to spit on someone's face. And don't you even think about being out after 10 p.m. when the COVID purge alarm sounds and awakens the molecular China beast. Look here, Death Wish. They're not burning bodies in the streets just yet, so hopefully a beer at 11 p.m. in public won't kick off the apocalypse. Now, don't get me started on airplanes and the power-hungry flight attendants out there that flunked out of nursing school and now have found their time to shine. Now, that ain't all of you, but there's a few of you, and you know who you are. Are. Stay off the streets, people, unless your main intention is to loot Nike stores, burn down local businesses, or attend a social justice-themed funeral party. Then it's business as usual. Wrap your cell phone up in plastic cellophane. Forget the fact that it's been covered in aerosolized fecal matter ever since you took it out of the box while sitting on the toilet the day you bought it. There you have it, folks. Just a few ways you can be a hero. Slow the spread of the baby Mugugu pandemic. I pray something told me it was over. When I saw you and that girl walking out. All right. So this week, this is amazing to me. This is what standing up will get you. So glad tidings, we decided early on in February when they said churches can't meet anymore, we met. We got the leadership group together, not not just eldership, but the key people that, you know, when the going gets tough, you can count on. We got them together, and we decided we weren't going to uh, close the doors, even though a lot of the congregation stayed home. Because they were afraid. They didn't. They believed the government at first. They didn't know they were liars. And uh, we said, not only should we stay open, but we're going to crank it up a notch. We're going to have more meetings. We're going to add more prayer meetings because we knew the country was in crisis. So people started contacting us. So the latest people to contact us was is a group called Constitutional Law Group. And if you want to check them out, you can look at constitutionallawgroup.us. And they are coming to town on the 16th of September. They will be at Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road, Yuba City, or north of Yuba City, right off Highway 99. They're going to be in Building 200, which is you drive in the driveway at 1179 Eager Road. It's the first building on the left. There's plenty of parking. Just stay out of the handicap, but there's plenty of other parking close around the building. Uh, I think there's going to be a lunch provided. There'll probably be a cost for that, but it's a 10 to 5 gig. These are constitutional attorneys. That's their thing. It, they're, they're, not, they're not doing DUIs. They're not defending molesters. They're, they're constitutional attorneys. And um, 
so there'll be refreshments there, but there'll be lunch there. We got some of the group on campus there. They're going to prepare lunch for those that are there. It says, we invite you to join us at the empowering and informative event as we, the people, unite with our sheriffs to educate on the power of the county sheriff in order to restore liberty to our great republic. United we stand, one nation under God. Key speakers. This is incredible, man. This is incredible what, what they got going here. I, I'm, I'm getting impressed, and I actually go to the place. I didn't set this up. They, they called us. They said, we're coming. We're coming. Now listen to this lineup. Simone Gold. That's the lady that was on standing in front of the Capitol telling you that hydroxychloroquine and all these things were working. You remember her? She's a doctor and an attorney. And they, she got fired for standing up for what's right for the health of Americans. Dr. Simone Gold is going to be there Wednesday. Sheriff Sharon Weirly, W-E-H-R-L-Y. Sheriff Richard Mack. You should, you should look these people up. Mack's a big operator. He st- stood up for the Constitution. I think he was a sheriff in Arizona. Sheriff Mark Lamb. Dr. In- Ignatius Piazza. Pastor Sharam Hadian, uh, constitutionalist Peggy Hall. You know Peggy Hall on YouTube? Come on, girl. She's awesome. She's kicked rear down in Orange County, Peggy Hall. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Sheriff Mike Harrington, Sheriff Jerry Hatcher, Pastor Dave Bryan, I've heard of him, uh, constitutionalist, Jack and Margie Flynn, Linka Coloma, Rick Martin, uh, Renette Sunholm. I've wanted to meet her. She's the former mayor of Nevada City. She resigned. Uh, Says here, coffee and water available. No cost. Lunch is available for $12. Tickets available at the door. Proceeds benefit Triple H Ranch and Transitional transitional Living. So in other words, you can... You can buy a lunch ticket. That's a that's a free gig. If you want lunch, otherwise you want to go out for lunch, go out for lunch. Uh, but it's it's it'll be good, and you can have it right there. We have a cafe. It's a nice setup. Okay. For more information, if you need again, this is in Yuba City, California, Northern California, north of Sacramento, about forty five minutes north. Please please RSVP for event and include whether you would like to purchase lunch. And um, here's where to RSVP. I'm going to give you a uh, email. The right thing to do. It's one word. Right thing to do. But two is the numbered two. The right thing to do with the number two instead of T-O at protonmail.com at protonmail.com. Okay. Um, All right. So that's coming up this coming Wednesday. Honestly, that this lineup is unbelievable. I'm just shocked at, I mean, I go to this church. I'm I'm so honored to have all these people. These are people you see on, on YouTube channel and stuff speaking. Dr. Simone Gold, I'm honored to be in her presence. She just stood up, put her entire career on the line. 
So, okay, the other, so this is the last time you're going to hear about this before it happens, because it's going to be, you're going to hear this on the 12th, at earliest on the 12th, and it's going to happen on the 16th, 10 a.m. to 5. And what they're going to do, you think, well, why would they come to Yubaduba, little old Yubaduba? They're going to, uh, I don't know, they may be live streamed, but if it's not live streamed, it's going to be completely filmed. And that then it's going to be sent out to maybe on YouTube or wherever. In other words, it's going to be available uh, for other people to listen because they're trying to not just shoot their mouth off. They're trying to equip and empower a nation to wake up and to pay attention that their, their rights and liberties are up to them, not up to somebody else. You need to fight for your rights and your liberties. You think, oh, I thought we fought for that in the 1700s. <laughs> That's what some people think. They go, oh, I thought we'd just get it for free from, from now on. No, no, no. I think this is a time where we're going to have to do the same thing our founding fathers. We've lost it, and now we, we have a chance we can win it back. So we have this great list of speakers, all right? So that's that's coming up on this coming Wednesday. And then the Saturday, which is the 19th, that's, that's September 19th, Dinesh D'Souza, New York Times best-selling author, film producer, uh, jailbird put in jail by Barack Obama himself. So uh, he is going to be here at the same location, Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eagle Road, Yuba City, California. And he's coming to raise money for a lady, Tamika Hamilton, she is a 17-year service member of the United States Air Force. She left the service after 17 years. She has four children. She's married to a police officer. And she is a godly Christian woman. Um, and she is conservative. Her parents were in the military. So you can hear Dinesh. There's two options available. Uh, described here. I'm going to describe them to you. At, from 315 to 445, he's going to let, give a lecture or a talk and probably take some questions um, after a few questions maybe, but it's going to be basically a talk. 315 to 445 for $75 per person. So they're not just going to take an offering. It's you, you go online. I'm going to give you where to go online and you can get a ticket. If you're interested in a personal sit-down with Dinesh D'Souza, where it's a 50-minute question-and-answer session, you can come at 2 o'clock and then set through the whole thing, 2 o'clock to 4.45 instead of 3.15. There'll be two separate meetings. One will run into the next. And uh, that's $500. So you think, oh, that's a lot of money. I just want to tell you that the government overnight if biden wins could take 500 dollars out of your pocket every month and uh and say what are you going to do about it so things can change pretty amazingly here and the days of it not costing you anything well i don't have time to go down and vote well you know i i had to go meet my friend for coffee she, she was going through a divorce so you didn't vote 
Anyway, uh, it's time to either pay up or you're going to lose big right now during this election. And to get people to beat somebody like Garamendi, you're going to have to spend some money to help them do it. We say, oh, well, how come nobody wants to run for office? Good people. They don't run because you won't support them. Oh, well, I, I, I voted. No, they're going to have to do more than that. They got to get some money, right? One of the reasons the liberals are liberals like George Soros and all these wealthy people, they're pouring millions of dollars, not just into big candidates, into changing all the district attorneys to knuckleheads. So uh, get your friends to come out and let's get it on and support Tammy. A lot of people won't run because it's very difficult and nobody wants to help them. Do you know a lot of a lot of Republicans won't support her? I'm not going to get into the details on why there aren't good reasons. She's a good person. We need good candidates. She's a good one. She's not a politician. She's just a quality person. So I'm going to tell you uh, a website to go to. It's very simple. And you can just sign right up online, pay your money, and get your ticket right online. It's simple. Vote Tamika, T-A-M-I-K-A, votetamika.org backslash events vote tamica that's one word vote tamica t-a-m-i-k-a t-a-m-i-k-a vote tamica.org backslash events and right as soon as you click on that you just put it in your your browser it'll come right up with their, their photos on it and you just it says order tickets you just click on it, and then you just put in your information and tell them what you want. Okay? So that's that. All right. Two wonderful events. I'm honored. I, I, actually, I'm just honored that, that they would all these people would be willing to come to our little small agricultural area in uh, Yuba Sutter counties in Northern California. And honored that Tamika would run and honored that I just— so impressed with people like Simone Gold and Sheriff, all these sheriffs. I think probably some of them are retired sheriffs. I don't know. I just think it's awesome. So uh, I'm going to get back to my regular gig here, get back to my right page. That was my advertisement page for what's coming up. You think, oh, Lou, how can we take in so much money advertising? Listen, this is the business. I'm not into talk shows to just talk and I got other things to do with my life. In fact, I'd rather be flying to Vietnam to help some people over there that are in a really tough spot right now. But, uh, but here, I can't fly because the COVID restrictions. So I'm doing this. I am not doing this to make a career or to make a name. I'm just doing this to change the country or to save the country. I'm just, do I think I'm going to do it on my own? I honestly, it'd be easier just to go next door and do heroin with the people next door. I'm, I'm just doing my small part. It's a very small part, but it's a part I think I got to do, right? I got to do it. When I decide I don't need to do it anymore, I'll, you won't hear from me. Won't even bat an eye. Just move on to the next thing. So uh, the reason I'm doing this is to motivate some of you to join me to raise heaven, and get the hell out of here. 
we got all kinds of people that want to just do stupid stuff around here. And I'm not interested in it. I am interested in fighting against it. So, uh, there's a guy named Dave Dobbenmeyer. You ever heard of him? Dave Dobbenmeyer. You might have heard, you know, over the years, there's been coaches that coached high school teams and were really motivating their people. And, uh, they, it'd show them getting in trouble because they said a prayer. And Dave Dobbenmeyer, um, was a vet- veteran, 35-year high school, amazing, 35 years of coaching high school football. And he is, uh, he's become an activist because he was attacked and sued by the ACLU in the late 1990s for praying with the high school football team. After a two-year battle for his First Amendment rights, the ACLU l- relented and offered coach, the coach an out-of-court settlement. Challenge, challenging the quote, church of status quo, unquote, past assault ministries is calling Christians. That's what he is, past assault ministries. He's calling Christians to wake up and engage the culture by taking the fight to the enemy. Coach Dobbenmeyer has become a recognizable voice in the media as he is an unabashed, unashamed, articulate apologist for the Christian worldview. Anyway, speaks all over places. I want to read you something that he wrote because uh, if I can get it, my computer will work. Come on, baby. All right. Okay. And the title of this, he said, I ain't wearing no stinking mask. He says, where will you draw the line? At what point are you going to stand up and declare, I will not comply? I've already reached that point, he said. In fact, I never did buy into the whole mask thingy. I have been around long enough to recognize a scam when I see one from Jump Street. The whole idea of wearing a mask seemed like nonsense to me. There are just too many was for any disease to spread. Sorry, my friends, but it is common sense. Everywhere you go, someone has already been there. Every doorknob, every handrail, every gas pump has already been touched by hundreds of other people. Think about it. The idea that a virus would only spread through the face was as crazy as believing that filters on the end of a cigarette limited one's chance of getting lung cancer. Pardon the metaphor, but it was stupid on its face. I never jumped at Jump Street, and I am not jumping now no matter how much. That 80-year-old ghoul Fauci tries to scare me. By the way, why don't these goons ever retire? Fauci, Pelosi, Schumer... On and on and on. Leahy, the 80-year-old group. Oh, he said, I ain't wearing no mask. I believe the virus is real. I believe that some people will die of it. But there is a difference between dying of COVID and dying from COVID. The more they test the population, the more cases they discover That makes sense. I would imagine that we all carry lots of things that we do not know that we have. Oh, computer, 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 help me, Jesus. 
If I need a test to see if I have a virus, does it even matter? That's what I ask. It seems like you're trying to construct a fiasco, a scam, a panic. If I'm not sick, why do I need a test to tell me I am sick? Back in the days when America was sane, they called that being a carrier. Today they call that a symptomatic. Without symptoms. That's what that means. Out there in Oliver's and Linda, asymptomatic means you don't have no symptoms. You may have that bug in you, but you don't have no symptoms. Your, your immune system is kicking its hiney. In other words, you have the virus, but it does not make you sick. According to a study published by Time, 80% of those who have, have had the virus never even get sick. Through human history, we have, been, we have quarantined sick people, never healthy people. I ain't wearing no stinking mask. This is so pitiful, these people. Permit me to ask a few common sense questions. I apologize if logic triggers you or makes you dizzy, nauseous, or angry. If masks work, why do I have to wear one to protect you if you are wearing one? Why is it okay to take off my mask to eat or drink? If social distancing works, why do I have to wear a mask? How does a virus know it can only go six feet? If masks work, why did they release prisoners from jail rather than just giving them a mask? How does the virus know to spread at Trump rallies but not at BLM riots? Why does the virus spread in churches but not at Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, or Kroger's? Where did Bill Gates get his medical degree? Don't get me started. Is anyone with me out there? I ain't wearing no stinking mask. I'll finish up the rest after this break. Good evening. Welcome to North Korea, USA. Physical distancing guidelines have been in place to protect people from the certain death of cooties and other vicious viruses. But unfortunately, there's been a missing piece in the safety puzzle. That's probably why human immortality has yet to be achieved. And that missing companion piece to physical distancing is emotional distancing. We'll be implementing guidelines immediately. So you can achieve the lowest quality of life possible as you make your life about avoiding death here are your emotional distancing guidelines. And please keep in mind, these guidelines that insist on you violating your true nature are for your protection. Avoid eye contact. For your protection, it'll be best if you refuse to look into other people's eyes. It is acceptable to either look at their feet or the ground in front of their feet. It shows them that you care. So instead of actually caring, Show them that you care by avoiding eye contact. Cover your whole face. Only covering your mouth and nose with a mask is like wearing shoes with no pants. The new emotional distancing guidelines require you to cover your eyes and the rest of your face with a mask to protect people from emotional connection with you. Before we go on, we have an expert interview with a man who is not an expert in this area, yet has more money than God and stands to make an enormous amount of more money selling you the mandatory cure for what we're telling you you're afraid of. Willie, if you're there, 
How terrible is emotional connection and is a cure nearby? First, I'd like to point out I'm wearing a sweater, which makes me very trustworthy. Second, human connection is a source of all feelings of rejection. Now, people just don't have the capacity to deal with feelings like that. So we've constructed the most effective emotional distancing guidelines possible to protect people from themselves. From there, we're working on a medication to cure feelings of rejection and heartache. Only then will it be safe for people to go back to being connected with each other. How is the medication being funded? With taxpayer money. And once the medication's developed, we'll sell it back to the taxpayers. Thank you, Willie. You are definitely wearing a sweater. Now back to the emotional distancing guidelines. Get rid of your friends. Your friends are just petri dishes full of contagious illnesses and diseases hoping to infect you. In the frightening world we live in now, the way you can be a good friend to your friends is to not be friends with them anymore. Remember, this isn't just about protecting yourself. This is about protecting other people. Never shake hands. Shaking hands used to be a symbol of honor, friendship, and connection. But now shaking hands is basically the same thing as drinking out of the toilet. And for maximum protection against homicidal handshakers, we recommend you amputate your hands. Keep your children in cages. Teach your kids how to live a life not worth living so they can be safe in the prison of protection that you teach them to build for themselves. Like instead of letting them play with friends, give them a drawing of a friend and have them play with that instead because it's much safer. It was once thought that human connection is what spreads love with others and empowers you to connect with your own heart. Now luckily we know it's more ideal to be afraid of the very thing that spreads love and gets you in touch with your heart. Plus always having to think about these guidelines will make you live more in your head while you emotionally distance yourself from your own heart even more. Hashtag obedience. You should know it is a privilege for you to give up your rights for our control that we tell you is for your protection. And while you have to be fearful to comply, we'll tell you you're being brave because it takes a lot of manipulation for the few to control the many. Recently I was emailed by a fellow patriot in Colorado. The email contained a letter from the Department of Regulatory Agencies of Colorado concerning the Safer at Home Labor Day weekend. In summary, the letter decreed that all Labor Day celebrations adhere to the strict COVID-19 guidelines set by the state government. If the regulations were to be disobeyed, anyone present would have their work licenses revoked or at least negatively affected. In addition to the license warning, the letter also addressed the rise in COVID-19 cases throughout the month of July. While forgetting the BLM riots, which certainly did not abide by any health ordinances, the department undoubtedly blamed the sudden spike on those participating in July 4th Independence Day celebrations without adhering to the CDC health ordinances. Those from this department concluded that in order to stop another spike in the cases like the one from mid-July, the health ordinances must be strictly followed under the force of law. In their professional opinion, these celebrations of freedom cannot be so freely celebrated. But is Labor Day a true celebration of freedom to begin with? 
Well, in the late 19th century, millions of European citizens began to flee to America, many for its capitalist free market opportunities. These immigrants brought with them the numerous communist theories they had learned from men like Karl Marx. Upon arrival to America, they realized how, quote, unfair the free market of America was in the industrial era. With this realization, the immigrants led by Eugene Debs began to call for a communist change in America, sporting the concept of equal share of resources as their motto. Soon enough, peaceful protests turned into riots among the working class of America. And after years of unrest, murder, protests, and rioting, the sitting president, Grover Cleveland, decided to appease the small, complaining portion of the populace by designating a free day off with the hope of an increased chance of re-election. Well, in the end, this day off became known as Labor Day. Eugene Debs, the leader of the communist rioters, was imprisoned, and Grover Cleveland failed at winning the next election. So, you see, the first Labor Day was actually a result of individuals breaking the law to get their way. However, it is currently considered a day of celebration where Americans can rest and truly enjoy the fruits of liberty. Until now. Now such free celebrations have been removed, instead replaced by a constricted day of pretended legislation. This injustice, however, is no longer a result of un-American populace. It is the result of an un-American government. The entity that was first designed to protect our liberty has now become the one that denies it. Departing from its sole purpose, the government has created ordinances, mandates, and regulations under the color of law to accomplish their one-sided growth. They have then tricked the American populace into believing these mandates are enforceable by coining the phrase force of law. After years of the people of America accepting and even welcoming these breaches of the law, the government has established a dominant control over the Constitution and likewise the American people. What we now face is the compilation of corruption caused by years of these un-American tyrants. This tyrannical government now believes that it has the authority to suspend your rights on the basis of safety as it sits idly by and innocent people lose their livelihood in the same types of communist riots that the government of the 19th century allowed. This is why it is so incredibly crucial to remember our capitalist founding based on the ultimate word of God. When we stray from our biblical founding, tyranny begins to reside, people become restless, and the nation falls. That is why it is our duty to fight against the tyrannical injustice. That is why we must stand together. This is how America was founded. This is how we must make it again. Holy Writ records where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let us as the people of America rest in the Lord and act in the government around us to bring about the same change our founders did. Let us as Americans abide where the Spirit of the Lord is. This is Jake McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the American View. So he goes on and he says, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the bullying and the virtue signaling. You're not a better person than me because you have a mask on your face. I worry about real health issues like the GMO poisoning of our food, the Nazi-like control of America by Big Pharma, the effect of 5G, 
the manipulation of truth by the media, the diabolical plan to vaccinate all Americans, mandatory vaccinations, I might add, brought to you by the rock group, the Fauci Five. Vaccinations are dangerous, he says. You don't have to believe me. You can ignore all the voices giving warning to the dangers of injecting foreign DNA into your bodies. You can take the vaccine if you want to, but why do you want to push your values on me? My body, my choice, right? Or does that only apply to dismembering little people inside their mommy's womb so that they can inject the baby's cells into you through vaccines? Is this new? Is this new to some of you? You're just slow on the knowledge curve. Oh, yeah, he says. You didn't hear about that from the Fauci Five and the controlled media. Read it right. You can read it right for yourself. Deny it if you want to. Do so at your own peril. Aborted baby cells are used in vaccines. You damn science deniers. You believe in wearing masks but deny aborted fetal tissue in the vaccines? Let me say it again. I ain't wearing no mask. And I'm not going to take a vaccine either. I've already drawn my line in the sand. I have stopped going to some of my regular haunts because of their mask policies. Just comply, coach. It's only a mask. What harm can it do? I don't know what harm it can do And neither do you. Stop twisting my arm and inferring what a rotten human being I am simply because I will not fall in line like some brain-dead goat and to the latest demands of the government experts. Ain't these the same experts that tell us that an unborn baby is not alive? Just this week, the CDC reported that just 6% of all deaths during this pandemic were a result of COVID only. And yet the media continues to blow the horn about how many new cases are appearing every day in the country. More people are getting the virus and fewer people are dying. Evidently, the masks don't prevent us from getting the disease. But are we to assume the masks keep us from dying once we get it? I wonder how many of those who died with COVID wore masks to prevent it. Wake up. Wake the hell up, he says. We are being conditioned, my friends. If you do not have the courage to say no to mandatory masks, do you actually believe you'll have the courage to say no to mandatory vaccinations? Mandatory masks, mandatory vaccinations, you better decide now. I've drawn my line in the sand, my body, my choice. Not just no no to masks, but hell no. I ain't wearing no stinking masks. That's Dandy Dave Dobbenmeyer, former football coach, example to thousands of kids, ran out of business by the ACLU and spineless parents who wouldn't stand by him. How about Ted Nugent? Want to hear his, his rocker, Ted Nugent? Why do I have to stay home just because you are scared? How about you stay home? You stay in your own house indefinitely. You wear a mask. You social distance yourself from me. You avoid restaurants. You avoid baseball games. You go ahead and stay off the roads. You avoid the malls and beaches and parks. You believe the made-up death numbers. You believe the media hype. You get your toxic vaccine while avoiding vitamin C, sunshine, and the things God gave us to actually heal. 
I'm done playing your dumb game. We're not all in this together. I'm not wearing your dumb tinfoil hat anymore. I'm no longer going to be a prisoner of your fear. I'm no longer staying in my house or catering to you because you were scared. I'm not wearing a mask and I'm not staying six feet apart from you anymore because I'm not afraid of you. You are not my enemy. And if I get sick, it's not because of you. It's because of me and my system, which not only have I been addressing for quite some time, but I also know how to treat it. If I get sick, this virus or whatever it is, is already circulating. Millions of people have already encountered it as it's been circulating around the world probably since last September. You will have to confront this thing if you haven't already. There's no way around it unless you lock yourself up in your home and if you somehow manage to hop on some mail or some groceries that you ordered online. Your fear is not an excuse to destroy America. Your fear is not my fear. Your fear does not have the right to interfere with my life, my job, my income, my future as a free American. So if you're scared, you can just put your tinfoil hat on, even wrap foil around your whole body or around your whole house if you wish. But please keep your fear contained to your little corner of the world and don't contaminate me or my family or my country. All right. Ted Nugent always has an opinion. Okay. Let me see where we're going to go here. I want to uh, give a shout out. We've been doing a... Let me see here. We've been doing a trauma intervention program. In fact, we're out on a call, as I mentioned earlier, right now nasty thing a young guy got killed and uh we got this trauma intervention program in fact i just came from a meeting tonight we had uh dave holy cross who's the uh owner founder and owner of holy cross memorial uh funeral home or chapel in yuba city on bridge street and um david came over and taught us tonight our tip people about the mortuary system and how the autopsy system works here and coroners and the whole system on what happens when someone dies and how we could help in that situation and so um we're doing our fundraiser this quarter and we've done all kinds of things we sold fireworks we've done tri-tip dinners we've done all kinds of things and and um last few years we've just simply said you know People, if you like what we do, why don't you help us? You know, you give money to lots of stuff. So do I. So the interesting thing about TIP here is we don't have any bricks and mortar. We don't have any staff, paid staff. Everybody's volunteer. So all the money we have goes into the work. Do you think, how, how much money just goes into administration and how much how much money actually gets to the people that you're trying to help? In our case, all of it does. So this this time of year, we do a fundraiser. And so tonight, I was blessed because at the meeting, one of the representatives from Clean Right, Build Right, which is a fire restoration, flood restoration. They've been doing a lot of cleanup after people in an office get sick from COVID or something, and then they go in and they purify the office. 
they can do a lot of they can even take and they got some kind of a room with equipment in it, special equipment that they could put your furniture or your clothing in it and and clean out the smoke smell and stuff. Isn't that amazing? It's not chemicals either. It's like some special it, it's some scientific thing. Anyway, Clean Right Build Rights are located in Northern California, but uh, we're connected to them in Yuba Sutter counties, but they're all the way up in Butte County. They're all the way up in Northern California, farther up. And uh, you can check them out at Clean Right, R I T E, Clean Right, R I T E dot or hyphen Build Right. Clean Right hyphen Build Right dot com. Check them out. And, uh, but they, uh, they donated $1,500 to us tonight towards our fundraiser to help fund the next 12 months, clean, right, build, right. And, uh, you can just Google them. Their initials are CRBR. Sometimes you'll see that on the side of their trucks and they'll do like hazardous cleanup and, uh, like blood spills and human waste and stuff like that and uh all kinds of stuff they'll board up after a fire we use them all kinds of well we don't really we work with them we don't we don't hire them the the owner of the building hires them but clean right build right held and then feather falls casino up in orville uh they donated 350 dollars. so thank you feather falls casino and uh california great cuts uh squeak Harmon over there at California Great Cuts in Yuba City, 850 Cluse Avenue. She refused to. I was so proud of her. I had no idea they stayed open. She just kept kept open. They even came in personally to tell her they weren't happy with her. And she just kept cutting hair over there, her her people. California Great Cuts been around for years over there. She sent a check for $350, and thank you, California Great Cuts. And a former tip person, Ellen LeBrew, from out in Sutter, California, uh, sent us $100 to sponsor. We have a <clears throat> sponsor, a volunteer. We, for $100, you can just kind of underwrite the costs of providing them with resources for clients, stuffed animals, all kinds of gear, supplies uh, throughout the year and training. So those are just some of the gifts just came in the last uh Last 24 hours. That's awesome. Totally awesome. So uh, thank you guys so much. If you want to help us, you can, uh, the way to send it to us, if you don't want to, well, let me tell you the uh, the old school way, which was to use a check, and then we get 100% of the money, and that's to send a check to tip to P.O. Box 645, Marysville, California, 95901. P.O. Box 645, 95901. Marysville, California. And and you could also go to uh, GoFundMe.com backslash tip 2021. The, the number is 2021. GoFundMe.com backslash tip 2021. So as everyone knows, to GoFundMe gets a small percentage of the for processing the money, right? Or you can go to uh, org and just hit on the donate and you could just uh, use PayPal or uh, credit card or whatever Uh 
so there you have it. Any donation is appreciated, and it keeps us going. I think we're up to 16. We've been out 16 times already this month. It's just the 10th of the month, so it's been <clears throat> a lot of rough things going on, drownings, shootings, uh, suicides, very sad time. Uh, this COVID thing is causing a lot of people to kill themselves, relapse, uh, it's having a real negative effect on our community. A lot worse. It's having the COVID treatment is destroying our community to to try to save a couple of people. It's the most nonsensical, crazy approach. Now, <clears throat> Placer County supervisors they got some they got some spaldings up there because they just voted to, um, in spite of Governor Newsom's orders, to. Um, ignore the restrictive life of COVID <clears throat> and they're going to go back to normal. And when they did that, an interesting thing happened. Their health official, doctor, uh, their health officer by the name of Dr. Amy Sisson quit. She'd been there 11 months. She'd worked for the state before and she quit because uh, she didn't, because really she was, she thinks her, thinks of herself as an employee of Sacramento of Gavin Newsom, but she's not, she's hired and paid by the citizens of Placer County. And I bet she's making around $300,000 a year because that's what Dr. Lou L U U is making in Yuba and Sutter counties. And she thinks she's working for Doc, uh, Gavin Newsom and following the rules of Gavin Newsom. Now, Gavin Newsom is an idiot. In fact, he's deranged. He may be mentally ill. He, he's like many people that become inebriated on their own authority and power, and uh, they think they're God or like God, and they think they can do anything and because no one will stand up to them, and they're they're fairly right about that because most people I know would not stand up against Gavin Newsom. <clears throat> when our church goes down to protest, they don't all go. And usually we're the only church in town that goes. I want you to think about that. Very small number. But we stand up. And uh, I'm not afraid of Gavin Newsom. And none of my friends are. And he's an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment to California. Uh, he's weird. He's, uh, we're all sinners saved by grace if you've bowed your knee to Jesus. But he's a pervert. And he will sell out his best friend. He is not loyal. He's not faithful to his family. He's a cheat and a liar. And, um, for instance, his winery, his wine tasting operation was doing great guns, doing great, successful, and went right through the COVID thing, even though he had all the other rest. The ABC, the alcohol beverage control, was running around, the little Nazis he sent out, threatening these local businesses around town here that they could not sell liquor with their, with their uh, meals. Now, I'm not a drinker. I'm not interested in that. I don't have a bad feeling for people that are. They want to do that. It's their life. Have no, I don't stay awake at night worrying about it. 
I don't do it myself. I drank plenty, smoked plenty, did drugs plenty at one point in my life. It's over. You get it? I won't I won't belabor the point. <clears throat> but Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom claimed with everybody suffering the state, he was going to cut people's pay down there at the state 10 percent and said he was going to take the same cut. Never did take the cut. Did you know that? Never did take it. When he was called on it, they said, oh, it was just an oversight by the bureaucracy. Now, no one says they're going to have a 10 percent cut and then somebody just drops the ball. This is Gavin Newsom, the state of California. A bureaucrat does not drop the ball on Gavin Newsom on payroll when he says that to everybody. All they are down there is big old bull-faced liars, liars, liars. They're lying. They're lying all the time. It isn't occasionally. It isn't like last month they lied. No, 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 no. They're lying every single day. To keep us doing this COVID thing, they got to lie, 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 lie. Now, listen, you can recall Gavin Newsom by simply signing your name. It does not cost you to sign your name. You just sign your name. If you're a registered voter, if not, you can fill out the registration form. You can do it online at the Secretary of State's website, on the DMV website. You can go to the county clerk's office. You can find a voter registration card at one of the recalled Gavin spots. You know what it is? It's damn embarrassing for me to have to go over this every single time and and uh, you just drag your butt and don't do jack. It, it just pisses me off is what it does. But we need we need one and a half million good signatures here in a short period of time by November 17th. And we need probably two million because a lot of you aren't paying attention. You just put down something stupid. You won't write your name correctly or you'll write it on the wrong line and they'll they'll cross it off. So if you go on Facebook, if, let me just give you the website, and then I'm going to move on. You could go to Recall Gavin, Recall Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, 2020.com, um, RecallGavin2020.com, and you can find out all the information there on how to recall them. If you're here locally in Yuba Sutter, we make it real easy. There's, there's a Facebook site for Yuba County and Sutter County, Recall Gavin 2020. And they have those pop-up tents around town uh, throughout the week where you can sign. Or you could go out to Monty Hecker's Elite Universal Security uh, at 5548 Feather River Boulevard and sign right at his business seven days a week. Very easy. Feather River Boulevard, 5548. Since I'm talking about Monty, if you want a job or you need a good security uh, business to help you with your farm, your business, or your home, you could call 530-749-0280. Listen, if you don't take care of your own business, nobody else is going to take care of it for you. I got heroin addicts. I got people pooping right on the other side, looking right out my window. I can see them pooping, right? I could could, uh, throw a cup of coffee, just toss the coffee hard, and I could land it on them. Police not doing jack. They're trying to do something, but, you know, we haven't solved it yet. Landlords, homeless people all over the place. It's crazy. So, uh, Elite Universal Security, 5548 Feather River Boulevard. People are getting their farm equipment stolen. They're getting their almonds and walnuts stolen. They're getting their produce stolen. 
They're getting broken into. Tweakers going crazy out there. You know when they arrest them? It's just catch and release. They just arrest them, kick them right out the side door. You know why? Because a lot of you guys never had enough sense to vote against the two propositions that reduced the, the crimes you could steal now and not even go to jail. Do you know that? Not even go to jail. So people steal, steal, steal. They just they just walk in and walk out of these places like Harbor Freight and uh, hardware stores, Home Depot. They don't even stop them. They just walk right outside of the stuff. We're going to take a break. We're halfway through, and then we're going to pick up. we got three more sessions to go. Uh, hope you're enjoying yourself today, and uh, be right back. I'm just going to give me a swig of water and be right back. Get up, stand up. The phenomenon of rich celebrities and athletes lecturing us on social justice is something that demands a little sociological understanding and explanation. So here is LeBron James, the uh, basketball great giving us a sermon on the Jacob Blake shooting. Watch this. Black men, black women, black kids, we are, we are terrified. Because you don't know. You have no idea. You have no idea how that cop that day left the house. You don't know if he woke up on the good side of the bed. You don't know if he woke up on the, on the wrong side of the bed. You don't know if he had an argument at home with a significant other, you know, if one of his kids said something crazy to him and he left the house steaming. Or maybe he just left the house saying that today is going to be the end for one of these black people. Because we see it over and over and over. There was multiple, if you watch the video, there was multiple moments where if they wanted to, they could have they could have tackled him. They could have grabbed him. You know, they, they could have done that. And why... Why does it always have to get to a point where we see the guns firing and his family is there, the kids are there, it's, it's, in, it's in broad daylight, and it's this through the grace of God that he's still living. Like seven shots, close range, and he's still alive. That's through the grace of God right there. And um, my prayers goes out to that family and that community. But I got nothing nice to say about those cops at all. Now, I'm not saying that LeBron James and others like him don't have a right to speak about politics so that they're unintelligent when they address political issues, but I want to probe what's really going on here. We all saw the videos of the Jacob Blake shooting. It's very clear the guy was resisting arrest. It's very clear that he dives into his car to get something. And what, what was that? A sandwich? I doubt it. Probably a weapon. The police had every right to believe that they were in danger when he did this. That's why they opened fire. It's also clear that this was not a good guy. This was not a guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. He wasn't jogging. Uh, he's a guy with a, with a rap sheet uh, for violent crime, sexual assault, that kind of thing. So we can debate, did they have to fire so many shots? Could they have subdued him some other way? There are processes to figure this out. So what's LeBron James sitting in his living room doing, sort of giving us 
the, the truth about what really happened and what it really means. I think what's going on is, is something quite different. Um, a power move, if you will, under the surface of morality. What's going on is that LeBron James uh, makes a whole lot of money, about $100 million to be precise. Now compare LeBron James with some white guy uh, who is a, a foreman or a postman or an ordinary blue-collar guy making $50,000 a year. LeBron James makes 2,000 times more than that guy. And for what? For bouncing a ball. And LeBron James doesn't want to have that debate. He doesn't want to have to explain why he has all this privilege that enables him to live a life that the other guy can barely even conceive, the level of luxury involved in that kind of life for the, for the super-rich. LeBron James doesn't want a class debate. So what does he do? He kind of switches the lens in the camera. He moves deftly from class to race. Why? This way he can claim moral superiority over the white guy. This way he can legitimately say, you owe me, buddy. Why? Because you have white privilege and I don't. The cops could do this to me, but they wouldn't do it to you. Even though that's nonsense, in reality there is no reason to believe that the cops would have acted any differently uh, had this Jacob Blake been white or Hispanic or whatever. So what we're getting from LeBron James is ultimately an effort to camouflage his own privilege, to stick the privilege on some other guy so that he can falsely pose as a victim. Here we go for the second half. <clears throat> you know, I mentioned that earlier about this uh, constitutional law group going to come to glad tidings. You might think, I wonder why they chose glad tidings. Well, it wasn't because we're better than other people. I think they just heard about us that we uh, were open. You know, a few years ago, the guy that pastors out there, a the guy named Dave Bryan, he came up with this idea of renaming the campus. It's about a 30-some-acre campus, and uh, the Church of Glad Tidings. But he says, let's name the campus Embassy of Heaven. And I thought, oh, that kind of sounds odd. And he said, let's name it Embassy of Heaven, and then we'll have lots of churches. In other words, lots of people could use the buildings and doesn't have the stigma of just Church of Glad Tidings like it's our thing. Because, you know, when God gives you something, you're just a steward over it, whether it's your money or your car. He just lets you use it. And so he says we need to hold this property in a little looser and be be more generous with the property. And And so, and he says the idea of an embassy, like, for instance, there's an embassy of, the United States Embassy in Saigon, Vietnam. And if you ever get in a jam over there and need help, say you get your passport stolen or something, or you get in visa trouble, you can go to the embassy. And when you go to the embassy, it's like going to a little slice of America. They just operate just like America inside the embassy grounds, even though we're in Vietnam, a foreign country. 
And that's true all over the world. You can, if you step step inside your embassy, it's just like a little hors d'oeuvre of, of the American culture and the way they do business in America, the way we do business here as opposed to the way they do it in Vietnam. Let me tell you, it's a big difference. I like I like the people of Vietnam. I'm not ma- not taking a cheap shot. I'm just telling you that the what it what an embassy's like. So when we came up with the idea, or Dave Ryan came up with the idea of in the embassy of heaven, uh, the idea was that even though everything's going on around us in in the community in a particular way, on our property we're going to act like it's it's God's property and God's present there. Embassy of heaven, heaven, like what you know the prayer. Uh, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Have you ever thought about what if that ever happened, that God's will was actually done in Sutter and Yuba County? There'd be some shaking going on, dude. So we're trying to get that to happen out at the embassy of heaven. So that's why uh, we stayed open. That's one of the reasons. But the reason this big constitutional law group is coming with all these amazing speakers that everybody should just drop whatever they're doing and come on over there. Doesn't have anything to do with glad tidings. They're trying to get the, they're trying to save America. People get a clue. It isn't about glad tidings or even me. They're trying to do what they can to save America because they know that this place has gotten really, it's totally corrupt. It may be too far gone to save. And so they chose because there was no place else in Northern California they could hold a meeting like that because all these health officers like Dr. Amy Sisson up in Placer County that they said, you know, the the health officers, Dr. Amy Sisson may be the most wonderful person, but here's where she got it wrong. She's employed she she dissed her employers. Her employee uh, she she thought her pants were bi- bigger than they were, or she got too big for her pants. Let's put it that way. Something happened where, let me put it in a different analogy. Her head got too bit big for her hat, and she thought I'm smarter than these dudes. She may be smarter she, her iq may be twice what those people in that board of supervisors are but the here's the problem they have authority over her do you know what authority is about they have authority of the people of placer county and if, and when they hire somebody if that employee does not do the job that they want they can just fire her little fat fanny do you get it and the problem with a lot of arrogant liberals is they just think I'm unfireable and I can just do whatever I want on this job and you can't do a darn thing about it. And how dare you think differently than me since I'm so brilliant. I'm a doctor. Now that's the same problem. Uh, Amy Nissen has as, Nicole Quick had down in Orange County. Now, Nicole Quick used to be our health officer here in Yuba County, and and she got fed up. I don't blame her getting fed up with these guys running Yuba County. She was a very fine health officer, but she went to Orange County, and they hired her. And they had the same thing down there. The supervisor said, we're done with these masks, and we're done following these rules. And, and she got a bean up her nose, and so she resigned. 
from being health, head health officer. Her problem is she forgot who her employer is. I see it all the time. I've run a number of small businesses, and some people can get so cocky and think they're so important in a business that they think, hey, you wouldn't dare fire me. The whole business would fall apart. So you fire them, and the business doesn't fall apart. You just, things, Life goes on. It's gone on from thousands of generations. And so now we have Nicole Quick ended her job in Orange County. Dr. Amy Sisson ended her job in Placer County. And, uh, you know, I think there's others that have ended their jobs as well because the different supervisors are finally saying, we're done with this. We're just done. I'm tired of talking about COVID. I never even want to use another C word in the alphabet again. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing Newsom. I, you know, I used to feel like I was going to vomit when Obama would start talking. He was so full of it. I feel the same as Newsom. He just makes me sick to my stomach. I just want to vomit when I see him talk because he's such a liar. He just, he's a person that's it's just like telling me one thing and he's stabbing me in, in the back with the other arm. So we need supervisors to do the same thing in city council saying, as of this day, we're done with it. You want to wear a mask? You want to wear a condom? Walk around town wearing a condom? I don't care what you're going to do, but we're not going to insist upon it. We're not going to insist upon a mask. We're not going to do social distancing. All the restaurants can, you know, maybe the alcohol thing, you're going to have to fight with the state over the alcohol thing, but restaurants, salons, gyms, Whatever you want to do, baseball teams, little league fire up, schools fire up, whatever you want. You know, I you know I ran into this is this is so pitiful to me. Just pisses me off. I go to a meeting tonight. I go to a meeting right, and we're this is illegal meeting now, right? It's illegal to meet in Yuba and Sutter County, but we have a meeting anyway because we're trauma intervention. So we meet. The government wouldn't let us meet in their building. So we meet. We're having a meeting at Church of Glad Tidings at the Embassy of Heaven. So I go out there, and I see one of my friends who's a school teacher, and she is sitting in another room in this large education building we built. It's a beautiful building, thank God, because now we're really cranking it up and using it day and night. And so she is in, and my friend Beth, she is in uh, with this young girl that I didn't, I didn't know. I just, she's a young girl, young teen. And so they they spent about an hour together or so, maybe more because they were there before I got there. And then Beth comes in to say, Hey, says hi to me, introduces me to this beautiful girl. And I know her mom and her grandma. And I said, Oh, well, that's amazing. So it was such a treat to get to meet her. But then Beth said, if I had, Lou, if I had this meeting that I just had at the Embassy of Heaven campus, which is a free campus, God is in control of this campus, and we'll, we'll fight anybody going to fight over that campus. And so she said, this meeting, if I had it at the Sutter County Library, they would arrest me. Now, you think, oh, they're not going to read. She's just exaggerating. No, 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 no. Now, I read the document from the health officer that was put out about a week and a half ago that said you are forbidden by law 
by my law. They just make up laws. It's not a law that the legislature passed. They don't, the legislature is no factor in the state of California anymore because Gavin Newsom is bigger than the legislature. He's overruled everything, and now they just make up laws by decree. That means I decree it. And I take my little ring and I put a little mark on the paper and said, I decree it and I say it so. So help me, Gavin. And so Dr. Liu, in the spirit of Gavin, says, I read it. I have a copy of it in the the house here. That no teacher can meet face-to-face with a student. Now, that's just evil. It's satanic. It has nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with mind control, manipulation, and evil. That's what it is. It's satanic. Did you know that the roots of Marxism and communism is in Satanism? Just because you don't know these things doesn't mean they aren't true. Oh, it's just a conspiracy. You know something? Some people are so stupid there's no help for them. You just, they just... You just ought to just whack them in the head and give them a good Christian burial. I've felt, I've met so many stupid people in my life. I just feel sorry. I, I am not the, I'm not the most intelligent person, but I don't think I'm stupid. I, I can usually sort things out pretty fast that are, that are a scam And I think God just spoke to me on this COVID thing right away because I never, I never was on the COVID bandwagon from the very, they they swung and missed on me in a, in a heartbeat. They, they just never had me on board. They never had me on board. In fact, I told both sheriffs and and if you ever ask, if you ever talk to him, you ask, I've said this to both sheriffs. I respect you. I, I spoke individually with both our sheriffs, you and Sutter County, Brandon Barnes, Wendell Anderson, both very fine guys. I said, when they talked to me about this thing, this COVID thing, I said, you know, guys, I respect you. But I feel like I'm no, on Noah's Ark and the mentally ill are running this thing. And I'm telling you, either the people running this state are fully deceived and the stupidest people I've ever met in my life, or they are conspiring to destroy us and to take this over in a socialist takeover, and maybe a little bit of both. But uh, that's why I read those those uh, deals by Dobbenmeyer, that Coach Dobbenmeyer, and by, by Nugent. Now, um, I better get down to business here. I'm going to... Um, Oh, I, I want to read you now. This is probably some of you just, oh, you Trump haters or people that are all co- always questioning, oh, how come Trump said that? Even Trump supporters, oh, I can't. I wish he just wouldn't talk like that. He There's a purpose in why he's doing it. I, 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 I don't have any problem with any of it. You know, when you when you get in a fight, if you think that you're going to sock a bully in the face, and the dude's not going to come back at you, you're crazy. This is a fight. This is a fight to the end. Somebody's going to lose big on this deal, and maybe you. And maybe me. You and me. On the conservative end, if you're conservative, we may lose this. But it's worth it's worth the fight 
but I'll tell you, Trump is a fighter. And I like fighters. I like people who won't won't go down easy. And they'll just get up and keep beating. And he's a fighter. You you slap him, you're going to get slapped back. And most of these presidents before him are pussies. Except when you get back to guys like Dwight Eisenhower, who led the Allies against the Nazis. Now, now the headline here is U.S. cancels over 1,000 Chinese visas. Oh, my God. How come they did that? They're all wonderful young students. No, they're not. They're all attached to the military in China, and they're over here doing espionage work. Now, before you get all worked up and get frustrated on Chinese visas, in fact, I just talked to a gal. She uh, texted me out of jail. She's in Jalisco jail in a prison down there. She used to be in Yuba County jail. And uh, so she got on Facebook and was communicating with me. And she asked me, she's so out of touch. She's, I like her. She's like a kid to me, but, but she needs to get spanked. Nobody, nobody ever paddled her. And uh, she said, is Trump still president? I said, yeah, he's still president. And I says, uh, you should be happy about it in Mexico. She said, oh, it's, Trump's terrible for Mexico. I said, no, you have no idea how economies work. I said, we, we're trying to keep a lid on the corruption of Mexico. I said, capitalism, I told her, I said, honey, you, um, I want you to go and look around the world where the greatest gains have been made out of poverty, and you'll find, you'll find it happens when capitalism increases and corruption decreases. What you have a problem of is in Mexico is not America. You have a problem of corruption. And it screws up capitalism, which keeps everybody poor. So you get a bunch, a handful of rich people, and everybody else is poor. That's what corruption and socialism get you. And I said, you just need to, you need to study some. Don't argue with me. I don't want to argue with you. Just study some and get your head straight. So when I when I I, I uh, started taking people smuggling Bibles and contraband through the border of China in 1990. And I'd take these teams over and people thought, oh, this isn't hard, Lou. You could, they, they don't care whether you got this stuff. And they would catch us and take our stuff every once in a while. Oh, this is so easy. Well, they totally missed totally miss the point because they don't have a clue what's going on in the world that it was a time of grace and a time of openness to get stuff into the underground church in China because we were moving hundreds of thousands of Bibles into, into China. There's millions and millions of new believers in China. And then all of a sudden, a few years ago, uh, we were basing out of Hong Kong, and we were flying into Hong Kong with teams and crossing into China for a few days, and we'd fly a load of, load of Bibles into Vietnam or Laos and uh, to the Hmong people. And then we'd fly back and reload and go back and forth before we come back in America. And then all of a sudden, one day, I, I just got a 10-year visa for China and um, a multiple entry visa. That means you can just fly. You could be over there all year and go in and out, in and out, in and out every day and just never have to pay. It's just a one, one size fits all for 10 years. You could just in and out, in. You can't live over there. It's just you could come in and go out. Stand for a few days, whatever. So anyway, as soon as I got it, uh, one of the guys crossing the border said, hey, they stopped me and took all my contraband and, and nullified my visa. And they started doing it to all kinds of people. 
They started checking everybody going into the country for contraband of every type. So we think contraband, oh, drugs, <clears throat> uh, you know, knives, guns, right? Well, certainly that. But there are also in any literature that is contrary to communism. Well, it's their country. They can do what we want. You know, it's amazing to me. The amazing thing I told I told my friend who was in 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 she's she she not she, she wasn't just in prison, she is in prison. She was feloniously communicating on a cell phone out of prison. And uh, so I told her I said, "Honey, uh, you don't you haven't been around much. You've been to Mexico and here, and you got in trouble in both places." But I said, when I've been in communist countries, there's no negotiations. If your visa is not right, they're going to lock you up or they're going to throw you totally out of the country. No due process. I said, you remember when you had due process and we paid for all your attorneys and fed you every day at the Yuba County Jail and took care of you and gave you medical care and had paid for attorneys to give you due process? You remember all that? You don't get that in Mexico. And you don't get that in China. And you don't get that in Vietnam. You don't get that in North Korea. You don't get that in Laos, right? Um, it's difficult. And until you sort all that stuff out, you'll realize how what a, with all its weirdness and all the divisiveness in America, what the basic constitutional rights of America are. So when we cancel 1,000 Chinese visas, that's no big deal. For instance, I have a visa. I have a, a good visa right now in my passport. And I could go, if I could get a plane to fly uh, fly me, I could go into China and, and cross as many times as I want. But if I get caught with contraband, they will, they will nullify, tear out, mark over that visa, that 10-year visa. And I'll have to leave the country. That's just the way it is. No negotiation, no going to court, no debate. And I won't get into talking about all the the stories when I've had trouble at the airport and immigration before. Uh, because uh, I got other things to talk about. And I don't want to waste my time here. So we got another break and uh, we got two more segments to go. And then we'll uh, call it a night uh, or a day, however you want to look at it. <clears throat> so uh, let me just give you give you a little time to listen to a couple clips here and I'll be right back. A new study reveals the U.S. has lost 5 million manufacturing jobs since 2000. The U.S. economy is seeing its worst economic recovery since 1949. China has made remarkable strides in the past 20 years. Under President Obama, the recovery ranks as the worst of the 11 recoveries since the Depression. The reason I'm here is because of President Obama and Joe Biden. Because if they did a good job, I wouldn't be here. He's going to bring all these jobs back. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What magic wand do you have? You need a magic wand. No, you don't. We need manufacturing jobs. My administration added over a half a million manufacturing jobs. You can't, can't contradict that these are the best numbers of our lives. 
The federal government's monthly unemployment report just out this morning is a huge surprise after the damage of the coronavirus pandemic. It appears to be a stunner, uh, much better than expected. Two and a half million jobs in the month of May. The U.S. added 4.8 million jobs in June. That's a record-setting gain. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. And it's not going to be that long. These are the forgotten uh, workers who work with their hands. They don't want a government handout. They want their job. A new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Good afternoon, everybody. The reason I'm here today to speak to you, I like to speak to you one-on-one, -on -one, and it goes out that way. It's not filtered by the news or anything else. Uh, Monday, which was the 31st, we had a shooting here um, involving our police officers and our sheriff's office. Uh, one of the local police officers was shot. Uh, the person that was doing the shooting, we chased for 21 minutes. He shot at the police officers. Uh, one police officer was shot. Uh, he's out of the hospital now. The guy that was doing the shooting is in the hospital. And it, it's came to a point here in this country, uh, and I feel like I need to come forward and, and speak. If you're a police chief, if you're a sheriff, if you're running any law enforcement organization, uh, we need to stand up. It's time. Uh, if we don't stand up for our country and for the police officers that are being shot at daily, being killed and being attacked in the media and being attacked, period, uh, what happens in these other states, in California, in Portland, in New York City, um, it, it will come to your neighborhood. Uh, make no mistake about it, what happens in these places travels and will come to your neighborhood. So what I'm encouraging people to do is stand up, let your elected people know what's going on, and for the police, stand up and support your police officers, your deputy sheriffs, everybody in law enforcement, Anybody that risks their lives every day that don't know if you're coming home or you're not coming home. Now, I want to address some issues. Here in this community and throughout the country, it's been proven. If you shoot at the police, I want to make no mistake about it, we will shoot back. We have rubber bullets, but we don't have a lot. We have far more real bullets. And if you throw bricks at the police, it's we consider that deadly force so when you stand up and you've got a big brick and you think it's funny and as you're riding on your little skateboard and you're having fun you think it's a big party we're tired we're wore out the police are exhausted and they're going to do what they have to do they don't have to take a brick upside the head they don't have to be stabbed first they don't have to be shot at first if you pull a gun or looks like you're going to pull a gun or pull a knife and attack the police we have other means, and we will use those if we can. But make no mistake about it, we're, our goal is to go home at night and serve our communities and fight for our country and fight for our communities. But we don't have to die in the process. Next thing, stand up, fight, and stay strong. We need support. We need law enforcement to come out. We need leaders to come out. We need union leaders to come out, FOPs to come out. I was on the phone today 
when the FOP president from Alabama, and we're getting calls from all over the country, and we'll get calls today, I know, because I said we are going to stand up. We're not going to take this. And when you come to these communities, police are together. We train together. You come in and you burn communities down, you knock windows out. That's not peaceful protest. We're tired, we're done, and we're not going to take it. Again, I want to encourage people in this community. I went to the gun store, the local gun store. I had to wait in line to get in the gun store. I want you to realize, those of you that like to do these things and thinks it's funny and thinks it's a game to throw frozen water bottles and bricks at the police and uh, set things on fire, set police officers on fire. You come to these communities, uh, the gun sales are off the hooks. People in our community have guns and they know how to use them. So thank you very much. God bless America. God bless all of you. Thank you. There must be some kind of way out of here. Said the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. All right, welcome back. And I want to mention before we get back into the China visas things, you think, oh, I can't believe those are all nice people. Just throw them out of the country. They're actually stealing all kinds of technology in United States secrets. They're totally ripping us off. So uh, before we get into it, I want to give a shout-out to Dave Greenitz, Dave Greenitz Construction. Sometimes the way they say it is green, it's construction on the side of his trucks, green with ETZ on the end. <clears throat> you know, I like to get a good buy on things, but I also like to buy quality things that last a long time. So I just don't like to buy cheap stuff just so it breaks or it looks tacky or it doesn't last, right? Cheap isn't always the best, the cheapest. So I like quality. And once you buy something, whether it's a car, I bought my car, I got a Honda Element. It's it's old. It doesn't look old, but it's got a lot of years on it. But the fire department guys, I was having dinner one one night I was having dinner with the fire department and I just crashed a car, totaled it. And um they said, Lou, what are you gonna do for a car? I said, I don't know, I don't know what to buy. What do you think? They said, Oh, one one of the guys said, We think you ought to buy a Honda Element. I said, Why? He said yeah, you're getting you're getting in wrecks all the time, dude. Get this got a five star crash rating. Well, that's a smart guy, right? He does. He, I knew that in the fire department, they got, his name's Guy Smith, and Guy was one of the smartest guys in the department. Uh, he was very detailed, very uh, how should I say? He's kind of a maven. Uh, if you wanted to know the best thing, the best way to do something, or the best deal or the best uh approach guy was kind of a guy you'd want to check into and so he's retired now but he was we were having dinner at station two one night and he's and he said yeah i said i don't even know what a honda element looks like guy he said well go check one out and he says they got a five-star crash rating well that's the best right and so I thought, okay. So I went and checked one out. I thought, oh, this is really a cool car. But I didn't. it was brand new, and I didn't want to buy a new one. So I found one on the Internet, bought me a car, bought me a used car. And it's been really a, a great car. So anyway, uh, 
you want to you want to buy things with that have good value. And so in construction, I've always, you know, like I, I buy good shoes, too. I buy good quality shoes because everything I am is riding on them shoes. That's my foundation. And so they say in construction, like a third of the, the, the building or the, the, the construction goes underground, right? Got to hold up the whole building. So my feet is important. So my car is important, right? I just put new car, new tires on this car because I don't want to be slipping around or having some blowout with the tire getting weak. So when you want the best, you know, when you, you know, you build your house, you put good quality materials in your house, not cheap, funky stuff, right? That's going to fall apart. And you, you know, I always appreciate a really classy house, not, not, not to be really expensive, but just put, put together well, good materials, nice paint, keep it clean, you know, keep it together. That's the way Dave Green has puts a, puts a job together. First class, top cabin, not glitzy, not like totally extraordinarily expensive, just classy, solid material, excellent, excellent craftsmanship, knocks it out of the park, greenest construction. So he has a list of people waiting for him to get to their jobs. He's not out, please, oh, please, my, my kids are starving, and, and I'll work, you know, I'll work for food. I'll, I'll work for food. No, he's not there. People have, have, he's got a reputation. He's got a reputation. And so they'll wait for him because they want one of those bathrooms that he, you can see on greenitzconstruction.com or on Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook, those before and after bathrooms and kitchens and front, you know, entryways and decks and stuff. You think, geez, if I had those, that changed my, changed my whole life, get a kitchen like that. Particularly you people like to cook. I let, I let like the dragon in and all these other people cook for me. So I don't use my kitchen so much, but some of you like spend half your life in that kitchen, whooping stuff up. So green, it's construction. You know, I got people waiting months just to get him to come in and do it. But you know something, some of you've been waiting years to do that remodel. You might as well wait a few more months and get the best. Right. And it, it's just, you know, it's not only the finished product, it's peace of mind. Like sometimes people say, Lou, I'll be back Monday. I'm going to do, do your yard. They don't show up Monday. They send me a text on Facebook and they'll say, well, I, I can't come Monday. I'll come Tuesday. I said, come Tuesday then. Then I get another deal. I'll come Wednesday. I can't come Tuesday. I'm going to come Wednesday. It's it's not the end of the world, but it gets on your nerves. Are you with me? So Greenest Construction, you can reach them off the Facebook, off the website, or you could dial them up old school, pre, pre-millennial. When people actually knew how to talk to each other. And you could dial them up at 530-682-9602. 682-9602. area code. Check it out. Go check it. You don't have to take my word for it. Nowadays, man, you, you can do your homework. Do your homework. Just go check it out. The... Man, you could uh, you can just go on YouTube, go on the internet, and just solve most every problem you had. I had to just—I'm no mechanic. I had to do a repair on my car, real small repair. I had to put the headlight. Had a little headlight problem. I thought 
Maybe I should go get a mechanic to do this for me. I didn't got time to fuss with it. I just went on YouTube, and I put in my car, put in what I needed to do, and a guy showed me how to do it right on YouTube. Did it right on YouTube. I just watched him, went down, bought the part, watched him again, watched him again, walked right out, did it. I had it done five minutes. Boom. Just learned it right on YouTube. You can figure this thing out on, on your construction company. People say, oh, you go, why don't you go to Jose's Construction or Susie's Construction or whatever? Well, are they any good? Well, I heard they were good. I heard they were good. Come on, man. You're going to spend $30,000, $40,000? You are crazy. And other, other people, I'll do this one, and then we'll get on back, back into the meat of the day as a plumbing doctor. And uh, I just passed them coming down the road. I was late tonight getting home. Uh, been out there at the doing the uh, trauma intervention training, and there was a plumbing doctor truck. I said, somebody's getting some work done. So you can reach them. You know, I don't need to get into the details. Plumbing's not very fancy. You just you need the water to run, to run the right way. You don't want when you flush. You don't want it to come up at you. That's a bad sign. So 530-671-9111. I've called them for all kinds of things, and they they treat me right over there at Plumbing Doctor in Yuba Sutter Counties. So these visas... Said Reuters reported on Wednesday that based on social media posts from students affected by the State Department policy, many of them studied the universities linked to the Chinese military, and some were encouraged to apply for new visas that might be granted after a more rigorous screening process. The accounts were purely anecdotal, as the State Department has not publicly released the list of suspended visas. Now, they just didn't do a group suspension. They looked at all these people's lives and said, you're out of here. <laughs> you're fired. So these sissies said the Chinese government furiously accused the U.S. of outright political persecution. Now, these are the people that have millions of Uyghurs and Falun Gong and Christian people in concentration camps, and when they find a DNA match, somebody needs their liver, they kill them and harvest their liver. Now, they'll listen to what these guys say. They accuse the U.S. of outright political persecution and racial discrimination for revoking the, their racial discrimination. What, because we don't like Chinese? Man, I, I eat Chinese food all the time. I like Chinese. Like orange chicken and all that stuff. I, I like garlic chicken. Come on, man. Egg rolls? Are you kidding me? I don't like the Chinese. I, I I go like, I would speak to them in Chinese over there if I could. I know I even know where they're from in China because I know them. I actually gave them a Chinese Bible over there. The Chinese government not they they went on to say it's seriously it's serious that these are the biggest human rights violate torture people. In fact, I just read, I would just sent an account last night from a guy in Thailand. And he said, Luke, can we help resettle? I don't even need to know what resettle to mean or sponsor this family. They, they electrocuted this guy, this Hmong pastor in Vietnam. They electrocuted him. Oh, yeah, he, they said he killed himself. <laughs> these people, these people are gnarly, man. They they take Black Lives Matter and Antifa a thousand they they put it on steroids, dude. 
It, the Chinese, listen to this. It seriously violates the human rights of these students, claimed the Chinese foreign ministry spokesman Zhao Lian. Uh, he <laughs> he's the same guy. The Chinese the Durant, the Chinese foreign ministry spokesman is the same guy that put out the deranged conspiracy theory on the Wuhan virus and claimed it was an American bioweapon. That's the same guy that's saying this is a human rights violation. On Thursday, the foreign ministry demanded the U.S. immediately stop using all kinds of pretexts to restrict and suppress Chinese students in the U.S. for no reason. The magic word there is for no reason. There's a big reason we want them out of the country because they're up to no good, and we don't have to let them in here. The reason everybody thinks they belong here and have a right here is because of the globalists. George Soros, the Steyer brothers, uh, the Rothschilds, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, all these people. They want to give away America to the world. And I'm more into make America great. So how about that? Just hold that thought. So let me see where we are. Oh, holy mackerel. Look at that. I just blew right back past that, I think. Well, maybe not. I'm trying to find out where I am on my computer screens because I want to talk about something so disgusting. Uh, it's amazing to me how American people are just accepting socialism, communism, happening every day. Let me just give you an example. So Dr. Liu says in Yuba Sutter County, it's against my law that a school teacher meets with a student. I can't say on the air, and I'm not supposed to say as a Christian what I feel right now. So I have to just think about it in my mind and then sort it out with Jesus. Uh, so I was looking that what's happening now is the government is is controlling every aspect of our life and telling us how to live, shutting down all sports, shutting down group activities, music activities like concerts or orchestras, bands, um, any, any kind of pleasure. They're shutting down any kind of love, happiness, pleasure. So Eric Garcetti, the mayor of U mayor of U City, not really mayor of L.A. Now they have to put out how to how to live life at every holiday. So now we have one for the Devil's Day, which is Satan's Day, Halloween. They gotta have they gotta tell you how to have holiday activities, just like they have to tell you how to have church. That's like they tell you, Dr. Lou says, how you can have a family get-together. Don't stay too long. Just a couple of you. Don't uh, wear masks. Practice social distancing. In other words, you just can't have life normal anymore. It's never going to be normal anymore, according to these Nazis. Uh, 
And so this is this is the Halloween activities for the new communists. Door-to-door trick-or-treating is not allowed because it can be very difficult to maintain proper social distancing on porches and at front doors, especially in neighborhoods that are popular with trick-or-treaters. Trunk-or-treating events where children go from a car to car instead of door-to-door to receive treats are also not allowed. So you're not going to do trick-or-treat and screw trunk-or-treating. Gatherings or parties with non-household members are not permitted, so you can't go to your buddy's house, even if they're conducting outdoors. So in other words, COVID is really all lathered up on Halloween night. Like it's, it's like it took a break from Black Lives Matter riots and Antifa riots, but when it comes to Halloween outdoors, that dude is all over everybody outdoors and indoors, particularly when it recognizes you're with a non-family member, then it just kicks your butt. Carnivals, festivals, live entertainment, he should have just said anything that you can do to have a good time and love it, forbidden, right? Haunted house attractions, not, not allowing none of that. Now, I'm not a fan of Halloween or I'm just using it as an example. Online part. Here's what's permitted. Think about it. This is this is the new trick or treat online parties. Oh, isn't that sound lovely? And just doesn't it just keep you sleepless at night? Online parties, contests, costume or pumpkin carving. Well, thank you, Jesus. Car parades that comply with public health guidance. I, I just, all the Christians that just got into all the, oh, we're just going to go out and, oh, yeah, we're just going to be celebrate our friend's graduation by all driving by and looking stupid, mooning them and everything. Drive-by events where we can all judge each other's head scarves or how we decorate the car. Drive-through events where individuals remain in their vehicles and drive through an air. You know, this is total psyop, mind manipulation, jerking people around, crazy stuff. Oh, man. Halloween movie nights at drive-in theaters. Do they even exist anymore? Maybe in down in Southern California. I don't. I can't even... Remember hearing of what Halloween-themed meals at outdoor restaurants must comply with restaurant protocol. Halloween-themed art installations at an outdoor museum must comply with public health. You see how they're just every anything you want to do has to be government approved. That's called socialism and communism. That is not freedom, people. Government should have no say in your daily activities, unless you commit a crime against your neighbor. How you walk, how you jog, the food you eat, uh, whether you're at your home or travel somewhere, freedom. Just go wherever you want, whenever whenever you want to do it. Just like I was just talking to people in Vietnam the other day. They said, Lou, the provinces just owned up. Provinces are like states here. And uh, the government, it's just highly controlled. And they showed me photographs of roadblocks where you're driving down the road and the police just drop, block all the traffic, ask you for your paperwork during COVID and check you over. 
ask you for your paperwork, look at your, your uh, items in your car to make sure you're legit. And then they ask you where you're going. If they don't like where you're going, they just say, no, you're not going to go there. Turn around, go back. So some of the guys we had working for us in in, uh, Saigon that were from the villages doing a project for us, I won't get into here, they were forbidden because they said, we're going to Saigon to do some work. They said, you're farmers. Just go back home. Turn around. Go back home. Get out of here. Right? Otherwise, their lab will end up dead. So dressing up homes and yards with Halloween-themed decorations is fine. Uh, Anyway, okay. Now the other, oh, we're about out of time. So uh, what I'm telling you is you say, well, what are we going to do about it? I'll tell you what you're going to do about it if you want. You ignore it. You ignore the rules. They're not constitutional. It's just like the lady I talked about last week who had been out from from work for a couple days because she wasn't feeling well. Now she's feeling well, ready to go back to work. And they said, oh, you can't come back to work now. you got to go talk to the government, and you got to go take a test. She, she was not sick from COVID. She just tested positive for COVID, and then she said, well, we're going to quarantine you now. She said, no, you're not. I talked to my attorney and they said, Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. And he said, forget about it. I'm healthy. You're not quarantining me. We'll be right back. story either just like i didn't believe what the media was saying about judge kavanaugh just like i didn't believe that they said that trump was a uh, russian agent for vladimir putin just like i didn't believe that they said um he colluded with the russians in 2016 to steal the election and just like i don't believe what they're spewing about this coronavirus as they scare everybody into kingdom come it's unbelievable the reason, and the reason I don't believe the media almost 95% of the time is because I realized a long time ago that they're not interested in reporting news anymore. They are a lot more interested in pushing narrative and manipulating the American people. And if you're paying attention, they're sure doing a hell of a job of doing that. But here's what I like to do. I like to look at people's actions and then compare that to the lies and the propaganda being told about him. And so when I look at President Trump and then I I compare that with the statement that he thinks that soldiers are suckers and losers, I look at what he's done for us soldiers and veterans. And I can tell you he's the first president ever that gave us the ability once we get out of the military to go out into town and see a private doctor if we don't want to go to the VA. I can tell you that He's done an amazing job rebuilding the U.S. military. Would somebody that thinks that we're suckers and losers give us the funding and the training and the equipment to do our job and to come home safely? 
Would somebody that thinks that we're suckers and losers be so cautious and careful about keeping us out of wars that the media said that he would get us into? And lastly, would somebody that thinks that we're suckers and losers take time out of the most busy schedule in the history of the universe to go meet our men and women that come home in coffins with American flags draped over them to be there for their grieving families and parents? The answer is no, he wouldn't. And that's why once again, I don't believe what the media is saying about our president. The last thing I wanna say is to the president himself. Sir, I know I don't speak for all Americans, but I know I speak for a lot of us and a lot of us veterans when I say thank you. We appreciate the sacrifices that you make for this country every day. We've, we love this country so much that we were willing to die for it. And we see a lot of that fight in you as well. And that's why we want you to continue to be our commander in chief, regardless of what the media makes up about you. Our prayers are with you, sir. We don't believe this nonsense. We stand with you. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. I am Mrs. Hughes. I've been married a long time. I've been married so long that my oldest daughter is my age. <laughs> I didn't mean to be married this long. No, I just stuck around the last 10 years pretty much to piss him off. <laughs> Who thought till death do us part was going to take this long? People ask me all the time, what's the secret to a long and happy marriage? I can tell you the secret to a long one. <laughs> Children. <laughs> That's the reason my husband and I are together today is the kids. Neither of us wanted custody. If any of you out there are planning on having children, take my advice and have natural childbirth. Save that anesthesia till that kid's a teenager and you're really <laughs> My son Scooter was the sweetest child on the planet. 10 years old, we're at dinner one night and he goes, Mama, when I get married, I want to marry someone exactly like you. Then out of the corner of my eye, I saw my husband go. <laughs> One minute, Scooter's 10 years old and the sweetest child. The next thing you know, like that, he's 15 and he's copped an attitude. We'd been fighting all day and he came over to me and he goes, so, why'd you have me? Well, actually, we didn't know it'd be you. for someone with a job. <laughs> well, he's all grown up now. He's in love and he wants to get married. Do you think she's anything like me? <laughs> the first time I met Hiawatha, she had a safety pin to her eye. <laughs> I didn't even know your eyebrow could fall off. 
Neither one of these kids are the sharpest cheese on the cracker. She thinks fiance and finance are spelled the same. He thinks God's name is Howard. Our Father who art in heaven, Howard, be thy name. It's my fault when he was growing up, I said to him, don't get smart. Now he's grown and he's not. All right, so we've heard for years now with Trump that basically the Republicans that were in office prior to Trump, the Bushes, they just played like they were concerned about the invasion of America by illegals. And really they wanted uh, open borders or amnesty for everybody that was here. But Trump says we need to have a wall or we're going to lose our country. I totally agree with it. They have lied about Trump in his view of Mexicans from the very beginning. I think he loves Mexicans. He doesn't love molesters that are Mexicans. He doesn't love murderers, rapists. And that's what he said are coming in this country, and he was exactly right. But the media is full of lies and deception. And these big-name media people, socialites and stuff, are liars. So it's interesting where all these Democrats say, we don't, we don't want that wall, we don't want to fund the wall, we don't want a wall. Yet they go and build walls around their house. Now, a lot of conservative Christians and oh, you're a hypocrite. No, they don't see themselves as hypocrites at all. They believe in safety and protecting themselves, but they're not interested in protecting America. It's not hypocritical. It just it just they're they're interested in personal safety. Now, this is it's not hypocritical from a communist and socialist point of view because everybody's supposed to be equal. But as the saying goes, some are just more equal than others, and that would be like you and me. Put, have to put up with all the rules why the big dogs can ignore the rules. So Michigan, this, this is uh, Gretchen Whitmer, and she was the one that was coming down really hard on people and going to find people if they didn't like obey all these mask rules. She denounces President Trump's border wall. But she's now putting a wall around her residence. <clears throat> The eight-foot-high fence is going to be $1.1 million. This is the governor of the state that wants to keep people out, as if terrorists are going to attack her. It's part of a $1.1 million security program for Gretchen Whitmer, state-owned, uh, for her state-owned residence in Lansing, Michigan. Regardless of whether she owned it or state-owned, it's state money that's your and mine. 
Whitmer staked out a very public position against the wall being built on America's southern border. Now, I like the wall, I and I like Mexicans, and uh, and I think we're going to have people, Mexicans, working up here. But they're going to come in legally. Just when I go to Vietnam, I can get a bad attitude. In fact, I just talked to somebody about because I can't get into Vietnam right now. I said, well, I, maybe I could fly to Cambodia because at the San Francisco airport, they don't even ask you for if you're going to Cambodia. They know you can get a visa right there in the airport. You don't have to get one ahead of time. So there's ways around the rules getting into Vietnam. But if you want to get into Vietnam and you want to fly from an American airport, they're going to look at your visa. If you don't have a Vietnam visa in that air, they're not, even if you have a ticket, they're not putting you on that plane. They're going to have an international incident. So Whitmer, she decides she's going to have a big, she wants some security protection that Portland, that Portland uh, mayor, he got his butt kicked. So they're going to put up a 1.1 million security fence or program based on your and my tax money. Primarily Michigan's, but it's not her money. The cost of the current maintenance at the Lansing resident, which is recommended by the police and the Department of Trans Technology, it's about $1.1 million. It's being paid for with funds from the executive office budget. It's interesting how liberals... Now, the Obamas built a massive fence around their house right there, not too far from the White House. All these people live behind electronic, electric and electronic wiring systems, brick-and-mortar They got high voltage around Whitmer's house they're working on. Did you follow the Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi fiasco? This gal is a Scotia way, the leader of this free world, and she can't figure out us what's going on with salons in San Francisco. Is this gal loony bent or what? I wondered how long they're going to allow her and Biden, Pelosi and Biden, to just be a step away from an Alzheimer dementia ward and still treat them as if they're as smart as a whip. I was talking about lying earlier. Uh, how the... I, you just can't believe anything you hear or read. So they're doing their very best to put a good face on Biden. So in a photo of him as a family man, they had one, he had one of his boys. I'm looking at the photo here on the computer screen. One of his boys looks like it. they might be at a Redskins football game in Washington, D.C., and he has his He's all uh, Biden's got layered of clothes on and his boy does, too. And he's got one of those beanies on, you know, like a uh, stocking cap. 
And you can buy them with logos on them nowadays, right? So on his, he has, uh, well, first of all, on the the latest thing of them kind of CNN pushing that Biden's this good family man stuff, they have a picture of him. But somebody found the original photo of this, and the original photo that CNN wasn't showing, same exact photo, but they airbrushed the Redskins logo, which was the Indian head, right? That was stuck right on the front of this boy's stocking cap or beanie, whatever you want to call it. So instead of just being truthful and showing the past the way it was, uh, they didn't want to show that Biden actually would dare buy a beanie for his son that had the Redskins logo on it. So totally dishonest. They airbrushed it out. So that's just the way it is today. You can't believe anything you see or read or listen to. So it says here, in June on Father's Day, Biden, the Democrat nominee for president, shared a photo of himself and his young son, a sweet photo of the boy lying comfortably in his dad's arms. The little boy is wearing a hat with a redskin logo. Logo. Looks like they might even be at a game. They're certainly outside on a cold day with a crowd. Nevertheless, there's something straight out of Joseph Stalin's Soviet Union or George Orwell's 1984. CNN broadcasts the photo during the Monday night documentary Fight for the White House. Joe Biden's long journey and airbrushed out the, the logo. People, these people will lie, cheat, and steal. They'll do whatever they can, even kill people. Remember when Seth Rich got killed? For He downloaded some uh, items out of the Democrat national computer system. This writer says, Desecrating a photo that obviously means something to Biden, altering a photo of a lost child as though there's something unseemly about it, removing something that was there, something that marks the occasion. As the years passed, everything in our every family photo, every detail increases in meaning, and it takes you back nostalgically. A piece of old furniture, an old TV, look at that ugly carpet. Imagine what the details mean to a father who lost his son on that day. CNN, CNN is not just a propaganda machine. It's a hate machine, very much responsible for the months of political violence. And now it's a Stalin-style hate machine, deadly, willing to do anything to grab hold of power in our lives, including the domestic terrorism we're seeing from Black Lives Matter and Antifa. CNN loves them. Some Antifa, they surely do. CNN loves them some political violence. They surely do. CNN loves to lie. They surely do. 
George Orwell writes, every record has been destroyed or falsified, every book rewritten, every picture has been repainted, every statue and street building has been renamed, every date has been altered, and the process of continuing day by day, minute by minute, history has stopped, nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Pretty sick, people. Pretty sick. All right. Let me see. I want to... Boy, I don't know what I have any time. Let's see. Uh, shoot. Uh, let's see. Huh. Can't find this article that I wanted to read here. Maybe it's right here. Here it is. All right, I want to read something. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I've always been a fan of an accurate rendition of history, even if it's gnarly. So if Thomas Jefferson had a slave, so Thomas Jefferson had a slave. I wasn't living back there. I'd, maybe I would have had a slave. I don't know. But just the fact that people lived according to how people lived back then, and we, get, we judge them by today's standards— and tear down statues and burn history books and change what the history actually says, if it's accurate, it's crazy. But I want to read you really quickly a tragedy that shows the sinfulness, the evil that is in the human heart of humans, human heart of people. And uh, that is during the uh, 1950s. It's called The Tragedy in Wrightsville, What Really Happened in 1959. Now, when we look at racism, it just it's no different than common everyday hate today. And it's it's the same hate that Antifa and Black Lives Matter have. It says in nineteen fifty nine, sixty nine African American teenage boys were padlocked into their dormitory for the night at the Negro Boys Industrial School in Wrightville. Um twenty one died in a mysterious fire that night. And it says, for the last five decades, every year has been 1959 for Frank Lawrence. For the majority of his life, Lawrence has been trying to solve one of Arkansas's great mysteries. No one ever knew it existed because the ability of the state of Arkansas to do such a fantastic job of covering it up, said Lawrence. March 5th, 1959, 69 African-American boys, 13 to 17, including Lawrence's 15-year-old brother, Lindsey Cross, were padlocked into the dormitory for the night at the Negro Boys Industrial School in Wrightsville. About 4 a.m., the fire, a fire mysteriously ignited, forcing the boys to fight and claw their way out of the burning building. In an event in history possibly forgotten as unknown by many, but it's that moment that claimed the lives of 21 boys. It was a carefully calculated murder that involved 21 boys, but was designed to kill 69 that were housed inside of the dormitory, said Lawrence. Lawrence has made his, his life's mission to uncover the truth surrounding what he calls the Arkansas secret holocaust, which coincides with the focal point of author Griffin Stockley's latest work. This is a couple of years ago this article was written. And my friend Milton Thomas, who I attend church with, he sent it. He put it on Facebook, and then I, I found an expanded article about it. When the smoke cleared on the March morning of 1959, 
The boys who burned to death were found piled on top of one another in the corner of the dormitory. The 48 who had survived managed to escape by prying off the mesh metal screens from the two windows. Most of the boys that were killed had run back to a corner of the building. If you look at the diagram, you can see, although there were a couple of doors, in fact, we know there, there was one there. There was... In fact, in spite of them being a couple doors, there was no one to unlock the doors. These kids were padlocked with no adult supervision in this dormitory. The horrific event briefly made headlines. It also brought attention to the squalor and deplorable conditions in which the boys lived. The conditions were to a point where when 69 boys all go to bed at night in a space barely big enough for them to move around, they're one foot apart from one another, and you had to get up at night. If you hadn't to get up at night, go to the bathroom. This is in 1959, folks. They had to defecate in buckets. The boys were went around in rags. They had 150, 130-gallon water tank for them to take baths. I want you to think about that, a 30-gallon water tank. It's for 69 boys. The boys in the school were committed there for being orphaned, homeless, or for committing offenses such as mischief or petty crimes. The school and the treatment of the children became a fiery representation of segregation within the South during the Jim Crow era. This is Democrats, but it doesn't really matter what party, although it does. It matters of the sinfulness of the human heart. It happens to all kinds of ethnic groups, not just black people, but this happened to us. But, but I have always been faithful. Uh, I have always been favorable of, and this is the way America was for hundreds of years, to embrace our history, warts and all, and learn from it and move on. We are going to be judged by our craziness of history as well. So I just have a few months, minutes left. Let me see if I can get this. A whole part of this is our history with white supremacy and the way African-Americans have been discriminated against historically in Arkansas. It is never, it was never separate but equal. It was always unequal, said Stockley. Now about 60 years after the incident, both Lawrence and Stockley are writing books, hoping to spark a fresh look at the fire and etc. Everyone wants to conclude that it was an accident to prevent putting more embarrassment on the state of Arkansas or Orville Fabus, who was the governor. Two years before the fire, Little Rock gained national attention in 57 during the desegregation crisis. Then Governor Orville Fabus called the Arkansas National Guard to keep nine black students from entering Little Rock's all-white Central High School um, anyway, I'm not going to be able to finish all this. If if you want to look this up, this is really worth a read. A Wrightsville, it's, it's a tragedy in Wrightsville, W-R-I-G-H-T-S-V-I-L-L-E. And it never has been solved. Arkansas has never taken blame. No one was ever held accountable for burning these boys up. The, of course, the state... <clears throat> is arguing that it was an accident, but the boys shouldn't have been locked up without adult supervision. Uh, prior to the fire, Fabus toured the Wright School, Wrightville School, 
saw firsthand the conditions in which the boys lived, but made no recommendation for change. However, newspaper articles reported Fabus appeared disturbed by the death of the 21 boys, called it inexcusable. So these two books have have, have uh, they made an effort to uncover, although they really haven't. They haven't found anything new. The interesting thing is they removed when the school burned. They paid the the twenty one boys families that burned got twenty five hundred dollars each. Now Lawrence's book, if you want to read about this, locked in and burned. America's Secret Holocaust. He dives into what he believes Governor Faubus and the Little Rock businessman, Dr. T.J. Rainey, directly benefited from the immediately sa immediate sale of the land on which the boys' school once stood. In other words, the school, school burned down, and then they made money off selling the property, and they put a reform school there in its place. Pretty interesting, huh? Stockley's book, Lawrence's book came out. Lawrence's book called Locked In and Burned, America's Secret Holocaust. Holocaust. Stockley's book, Black Boys Burning, plans to further explore how the deplorable conditions of the school possibly led to deadly fire. So he's saying maybe the deplorable. So these, these books came out, I think, in 2016-17. My only point in all this is, hey, did I do it? I didn't do it. Is it horrible that those people did? There's people right now. It doesn't matter what ethnicity they are in our country that are just completely evil people. They're liars. They're adulterers. They're sexually exploit people. Uh, I mean, guys like Willie Brown sexually exploited his situation with a 20-year-old Kamala Harris when Willie was 60. And he... He gave her what he wanted. She gave him what he wanted. And Willie was mayor, mayor. And everybody just ignored everything. So, uh, where does God come into it? The whole, the whole state is on fire. We're running out of water. We can't keep the lights on. People are leaving left and right. People are bailing out of Democrat held like San Francisco bailing out. When will people get a clue? I don't know. I tell my Christian friends, <clears throat> it's not about the best state to get the best housing deal or whether you can carry a gun. It really is, if you're a Christian person, it's what God wants me to do. Where does God want me to live? What state? What block? What house? Why? What does God want me to do here? God has a mission. If you believe in the faith following Jesus Christ, you believe in that he has a mission for you to com complete here, and then you, you'll move on. And so <clears throat> that's what Christians need to be thinking about, not being 25 or 30 and thinking, well, <clears throat> I can do the same job in Idaho and buy half again as much house. And do this, that, and the other thing. I just, I, I think it's the wrong set of uh, ideas to make choices. 
But that's the end of today. I'll see you maybe at some of these events if you're from Northern California. Uh, we'll see you at some of the events this coming week, either on Wednesday with the Constitutional Law Group or Saturday with uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Thanks for listening, and we will uh, we will catch up with you one week, Lord willing. If you want to look at the articles I write, you can look on No Hostages Radio. Dot com. If you want to reach out to me, you can look, you can use email Lou at no hostages radio.com Lou at no hostage radio.com. Or you could call me up or text me at five, three, zero, seven, one, three, one, eight, three, eight. Thanks for listening. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois law enforcement community. We've chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sweetheart of me.